Hello and welcome to the Official Controller Podcast, your weekly gaming podcast. Episode 30, the inevitable yearly Halloween special, Zero <laughs> 01. With me, George, and as always joined by Tom, hammer horror to my ham-fisted DIY. How's it going? <laughs> I'm well, mate, thank you. How are you? I'm very well. Um, reasons for the fans to stick around. Very shortly I'll be asking you what you've been playing. Then we're going to slip into the news and we've got some very special listener news. Uh, and we've also... Hearing about some gorillas helping out Hideo Kojima. Yeah. Scratch your heads, what's that all about? Then we're going to slip into the feature, which is our top five games, where me and Tom will ramble on about some scary games from back in the day, or modern, and then we hear your thoughts as well. Then, on the subject of your thoughts, we go to listener Stingray, because when the big man makes a house call, you'd better be ready. And that's where we look at your pickups through the gaming week. And then we slip in to the real man tears up the drive you know the routine opens his boot and we talk to you about this week's new gaming releases then excuse me that's the woodbines kicking in (laughs) then i ask tom what he's hoping to play and if you've been paying attention the key that unlocks the rest of the show that's one deep cut uh tom what you've been playing well, as uh, anyone who listened in last week will know, I picked up Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Um, I went home that evening after recording and spent a lot longer than I thought I probably should have done playing. The next morning I got up quite early, played some more, and then realised I'd finished the campaign. Wow. Um, roughly about five hours long for anyone interested in, in picking the game up. It's a really good campaign. Um, there's some touchy subjects in there. Um, I don't want to put any spoilers out there. There was one mission that I'll briefly talk about that takes place in a London townhouse um, with sort of like an SAS raid on it. There's terrorists hiding in there. I had my um, headset on, had the lights off, big screen on, and it was really immersive, like fantastic experience. A bit like sort of as good as some of the older missions and those night vision graphics are got to be seen in person to be I have a question believed. for you. It's called Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Yes. And they've recently done Call of Duty Modern Warfare Remastered where they high res it up. And all yeah. That. Does any of this, apart from the inevitable pop-up in the price verse of Captain Price, mm-hmm. trade, <laughs> trademark Mish <laughs> Damn Show, by the way. The price verse. <clears throat> the price verse. Does it bear any relevance or any reference to those original games. You Does it take your preconception about what you think the story is going to be having played the original and then flip it on its head? Yeah. No, the they don't link to each other. They are a reboot, but when you get towards the end there's when you get to the end of the game, no spoilers, there's a nice little surprise in there that I'm sure fans of the original will will enjoy. Um but it is a reboot. Um, I, you're making some signals there. I don't know. I just, um, I, I think I might know what that might be, but I don't, I don't know because I've not. Even we'll discuss that off air because I'm interested to see what you think. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's great fun. Obviously, I've done the campaign, then moved on to multiplayer. Um, just so you know, if you finish the campaign, it opens up Spec Ops mode, but that was a separate download for some reason. It took a good sort of four hours. I wasn't got... that a PS PlayStation exclusive as well. The survival mode of the Spec Ops mm-hmm. mode mm-hmm. is PS4 exclusive, but the other 
Uh, the campaign actually continues in Spec Ops mode. Um, quite what that means. I think they're co-op missions, but I'm curious to see how that goes. I've not had a chance to try it. Mm. Um, and I've reached roughly level 30, I think, on multiplayer um, and enjoying that very much. It's uh, back to back to basics. The Ground War mode is a new mode, obviously, we talked about last week in the show. Uh, enjoying that, but you do tend to die a lot. So until you start getting your gun upgrades and stuff, making it a bit more uh, of an equal fight. Is it better than Apex Legends? The one thing I is miss... Is it better than Fortnite? The one thing I miss about the Battle Royale games is you feel like you're always doing something. When you are when you come in off the plane, whether you're playing Fortnite, Apex, PUBG... Oh, when yeah, you, PUBG. Yeah, the, the granddaddy that started them all, really. <laughs> yeah. I think, in my opinion, that's probably my favourite. I'm keen to pick it up on PS4 because the console versions, when they came out on Xbox, that's how I originally played it, mm. they were very like poor in comparison to the it's PC. It's free, though, is it? No, but it's just... <clears throat> I don't know. I, I did enjoy it. Anyway, we're getting off subject, but going back, when you're playing a Battle Royale game compared to the fast-paced, twitchy gameplay of COD, mm. you feel like you're achieving something on the Battle Royale because you, you're exploring the map and you, you're surviving and... You can get to the end of the match by just being smarter about how you play rather than just being good on the controls. Um, so you can think, right, well, we're not going to engage them because we're down to two men or you're on your own and you think you can, you can pull off a sneaky win sometimes. And I think it levels the playing field a bit more to people who haven't got the reflexes or, or sort of the shooting skills of a lot of these fast-paced games mm. or fast-paced FPS games. But yeah. Uh, enjoying that. Okay. Um, I've not really. I really need to get back on the switch and and uh, get Link's Awakening finished and Fire Emblem. But um, yeah. And you've done the pro. Th- you've done the. Uh, you've done the prologues or the epilogues of. Uh, Astral, Astral Chain. Chain. You don't forget, well. do you? No, uh-huh. mate. No. Well, so I've got legal. Drop me in this document. Apparently, you're the guy on the show finishes. Games. <laughs> That's what it says. I am. I do try. Adam, the artist. We need a T-shirt. I consider finishing the Call of Duty campaign. Finishing I'm the it. guy that finishes the games. So you finished that? Platinumed it? Well, no. I oh. don't platinum many games now. Okay. What else have you been playing? That's it, mate. Yeah, this week. So the last... Didn't even... The, the even... last three biggest games to pop on Switch. You've kind of had a little sniff around the first I do games. feel bad. And I have toyed with the fact that I just don't... Maybe even getting rid of the Switch. I just don't have the time for two consoles. You can't. You can't. You can't. As much as I love it, and like, I don't commute to work or anything, so I don't really have those times where a lot of people play in handheld mode. I wondered Um, why you bought it. You still rocked up and bought mm, it. I bought that for Breath of the Wild, but bingo. Who's won something? Um, Radbash Gaming. Oh, right. Oh, I like what you've done there. Tell me more. We uh, do need to do a quick bit of housekeeping, but we'll get to that because I'm going to first ask you. No, don't. No? Throw me down. The okay. come first. Always. Right. This isn't last... the Tom and George show where people no. tell us how great we are. <laughs> we involve the listeners. <clears throat> yeah, so last week we forgot to announce the winner of the... Before uh... we do that, what's what? going on with your hair? Oh, yeah, you, 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 see, you saw me in the car, didn't you? And you were like... I did. What, what's going on with your it's hair? It's got more volume... 
And More those volume. Blonde, those blonde streaks that are in it before yeah. have gone with no trace at all <laughs> of where they've grown out. So more There's evidence, no sun outside. There's more no sun outside. the fact that you've been dyeing little bits highlighting the front <laughs> of your hair. But this week it's sporting more volume. And I'm wondering, I don't think it's been cut in the however many months this show's been going. So I wonder if you're now assuming that your hair has Hercules-like powers. And if you cut it, your knowledge of games will disappear. <laughs> And you'd come I on. was worried I wasn't finishing as many head, games. You would come on air and you'd be like, PlayStation 4 is backwards compatible with PlayStation 2. <laughs> yeah, that sort of stuff. Shaolin Monks Mortal Kombat's the best game ever made. Still get royalties. Buy it now. <laughs> what Available sort of guy says that? Download on Steam. Check it out. And with that ridicule being done, we need to uh, oh, yes. do the, the housekeeping. The loyalist of all <clears throat> listeners this week. So the winner... For comment of the month goes to Radbash Gaming. Well done, sir. Congratulations. And he's now strapping the belt on. He's delivered a... Um, a Radbash RKO. Yeah. An RBG. An RBG. Yeah. Sounds like an RPG, but he kind of just slaps it on. Nice. Radbash Gaming. So, Dugan McBain has been laid to waste. Oh, yeah, he stands atop of him with the Smoking Schools belt. Well done, Rabash Gaming. You have won a print. Get in Um, touch on DM, and we'll organise getting that out to you. We do believe you're one of our American cousins, so we may need to have a chat with you about maybe sending it in a poster tube. Um, We'll we'll, we'll not read out the comment, but you can go take a look at it on the the unofficial controller Instagram pages. Um, Which one was it? It is on the... PlayStation 2. The history of the yeah. PlayStation So make 2. sure you go on the uh, the post where we were asking for comments, not the one after the show, um, and you'll see a, a very heartfelt comment. And we, we, us, didn't it? Yeah, I'm we sure it feel like uh, as well. it was a nice tie with video games and family. Do you want to ask me? It's that time. It is. What you've been playing. Ooh. Ooh. Actually, before we launch into that, I'm going to chuck it out there. We'll do the beg before the feature, but right now, this is the, the mini beg, the pre-beg. We're doing merch, kind of. If you want it, go check out comment pictures forward slash... No, it's comment pictures on Etsy. Simple as that. No space. And you can get pictures of all the different Meet the Villages. You can get the Sunset Road that I'm sporting, looking good. Check me out, Neon. Tom's uh, spent so much of the budget on himself that he hasn't got one yet, but there will be one. Hair pomade. Hair pomade. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. The only hair product that lasts months. It does. I want a pomade. You've recently used this in the last six months. You can't pomade again. Um, What game did that happen in? Pick a winner. (laughs) No, we'll not go there. We need to get on. Happened in Red Dead Um, Redemption 2. Bingo. Done. That's another one off the list. Who's winning the prize? Geek play record. No. Foggy on toast. Yeah? yeah. What they won? Sardines on toast? No. Bruschetta. Oh, classy. Mm. Italian tomato on toast. <laughs> <laughs> Got basil leaf in it. Live it up, you know. Cultured we are. Very. Um, we need to say a big thank you to Dugan McBain, who's been handing out some some leaflets. He hasn't done it yet, as always, oh, Tom. He's not chucked them in the river down by his house, has he? No, well, <laughs> you know, 
posted them in the abandoned house six doors down. <laughs> done, done all the papers. <laughs> wow, mate, nice work. Great work. No, we appreciate He's it. And if out. any of you, any others of you visit uh, game shops on a regular basis, get in touch and we'll send you some leaflets. Buy games. Yeah. <laughs> No, Doogie's gone above and beyond. Most, in fact, nearly all our listeners go above and beyond the uh, Call of Duty, and we do, <laughs> uh, and we do super appreciate. I do, and hopefully yeah. you can hear that in my. Voice. We're still trying to grow the show um, and make it this great community that we've got the founding fathers of already. Mm, the glorious um, bar stewards. Yeah, they know who they are. Um, anyway, we... sorry. Yes. Shall we get to what you've been playing? Oh my crikey, your your eyes are gonna melt when two hours in you ask me what I'm hoping to, what I've been playing. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh what have I done? Did I tell you last week I platinum concrete genie? Did I bore you with that information? Probably. Chalk it up as another one. Um done. Guy finishes games. I still known on the show as the guy who doesn't finish games though. Very <laughs> strange, very, very weird. Um what else have I done? Done a bit more Transformers, been a bit of a funny week again. Played some MLB 19. Is that the one you downloaded as the game of the month? Before? Yeah. So I've had to recreate myself in it because although I've played the wheels off 17 and I've got this really awesome career going on in Cincinnati Reds, unless you've bought 18 and transferred your character from 17 to 18, you can't import from 18 to 19. No. When I got 17, you could import all the way back from like MLB The Show... 15 or 14 that's pretty good all game on yeah. and then you get to that one it's like this isn't happening you're, mm. you're, not, you're not playing this year in this game anymore what I tend to do with FIFA is I, I don't buy them every year but I'll get one every so often um, would you do the same with MLB would you buy or, or do you prefer to knowing get what every I know year? now um, I might buy 18 because I just don't want to not have my little story going on. I've got <laughs> my guy. Fair enough. Have you played any more Dark Souls? A little bit, but I haven't really sat down this week. I've been away again. Um, yeah. Did play some more Transformers. Just such a great game, especially mm-hmm. when you think that that game, I'm sure on Xbox and PlayStation 3, and P- I don't know if you get it on PC, so you can't find physical copies in the wild, I shouldn't think, but... £1.50, 50p sort of game, £3 max, hours of fun, great. If you love Transformers, it's just awesome to this day. You get to play as Metroplex. You don't get to play as Metroplex, but very cool game. So we're on, we've finished the first one, well on with the second one. Um, I don't think I've played anything else. I don't even think I've even turned a PS2 on and um, sniffed around anything on there. I I don't even know what I've picked up. I haven't even picked anything up recently. We have a lot of um, listeners who are similar age group to ourselves, and I was just twenty-one, <laughs> forever twenty-one. Nice young demographic that we've got. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what people's opinions are on what other eighties or nineties cartoons they'd like to see turned into video games. Because there are a few, but I wonder where that was coming from. I thought that was a bit left field, but yeah, Transformers and uh, Turtles—that'll do. I was thinking Turtles, but I didn't say it out loud. But you obviously read my mind. Yeah. Well, He-Man. we're co-joined twins, aren't we? So, you mm. know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> we That's share right. a head. So, yeah, is that it for what you've been playing? I think so. Yeah. And now... Well, we better move on. As the show's very structured format reveals, it's the news. We scour the very darkest regions of the internet to bring you the latest stories. 
First up, big news in the village. Zoom in a little bit further, listener, and that news is emanating from Retro Gamer Thomas's house. Well, Retro Gamer Thomas doesn't have a house. He lives in PCSO Camp's back bedroom. But the news on the street is that it's Mrs. Mrs. Gamer Thomas's birthday, a.k.a. Donna. I'm not quite sure how the marital situation works out when you're married to a console serial killer who's living <laughs> in the back bedroom of the local village uh, PCSO, Ross Kemp. Um, but that's for that, you must deserve even more rewards. Absolutely. Bless, blessed honour. Happy birthday. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting us uh, and your beloved husband in our quest for console tap and new games and all that. <laughs> and, and, and we're glad you enjoy the hobby. And we hope you have a wonderful day. Um, zooming out from the village, Tom. Other news. Do you want this one or do you want me to have it? Uh, you take this one because you're a fan. All right. Okay. <laughs> Gorillas help out, perhaps explaining the timely and in the world of video games swift turnaround of an open world game. Death Stranding and Kojima Productions had some help from the creators of Decimer Engine and Horizon Zero Dawn, Guerrilla Games. According to Death Stranding's credits, they had up to 70 members of staff assisting Hideo and his team. The engine's come on again since we've seen it last, and Digital Foundry's breakdown video is exquisite. So, so for the listeners yeah. there, Tom, what they got to, uh, anything for them to take away from there? Not well, really, but you want to talk about this game, don't you? Yeah. Um, the embargo's up. So the, the, this like. morning we've both been and had a look at the um, early reviews of Death Stranding. Mm-hmm. And uh, they are very mixed, to say the least. We've seen Best scores. Best game ever made. Best game ever made, Best apparently. Game ever made. Um, you heard it here first. We've seen Balancing 10s out of 10s. We've seen 6 out of 10s. Did you see our quote made the cover as well? Did it? <laughs> It's just a great game. Postal working with uh, childcare uh, issues simulator. <laughs> um, yeah, Buy it, check out the back of the box. I'm still in two minds about this. Is it going to be? A lot of people are saying the gameplay loop is is very boring. Um, the idea of it, the world feels a bit empty. Is but, it not meant to be? Yeah, this is what I mean. There's other games out there that do have an o- a big open world and it can feel empty, but it's also part of cool. the attraction to it. What are you going to say? I'm, I'm, well, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. There's an example of a game where it's big and there's people. You yeah. can't talk to them, though. They might as well be sticks. That's a, that's a good point. They yeah, might forget. as well be. That's one thing with Horizon Zero Dawn where it feels... Not even like a game from this generation. Yeah. When we've seen like Red Dead Redemption and we've seen things like Grand Theft Auto, you go into Horizon yeah. Zero Dawn, it looks beautiful, it's huge. Aloy's about as interesting as a, a breeze block. And <laughs> you can't talk really meaningfully or even in a re- even in a way that you could accept as a passing comment from anyone that works, anyone you meet in the game. That's They're just filler. With... Guerrilla Games helping out on on uh, Death Stranding. Mm-hmm. Do you think we're going to see a little bit of that influence in there, or do you think it was mainly just there for graphical? Looking, I don't know if we'll see any of that. Yeah, I mean, there's not many that. NPCs in in Death Stranding, in like we said, in the this quite empty open Good. world. Good, but then that's how it would be, and if if this is like a a, 
a post-apocalyptic uh, United States. Um, well, if you went up to the uh, Peak District now, got how you can't. Well, yeah, one yeah, yeah, yeah one, exactly. Um, one of the things that I saw in some of the reviews, which sounds really cool, is the fact that you you can build these roads, but if uh, there's you never see another player in the game, so mm. it's not like an online uh, massively multiplayer online game. Yeah. But their interaction comes from the fact that they're contributing to some of these roads. So these roads can be carried, being built in the game through their interactions, um, which I thought was very cool. It's, That's it's, cool. Yeah, I get that. We don't like like griefers coming in, do we, ruining our game? But it's no. a good way of feeling like you are connected to this oh, world. So what, what what is this? Love, leave or lie for you? Whew. Come on. Let them know early doors. I don't know. I'm gonna to have to play it, mate. I I will pick it up, but it's certainly proving to be a marmite game with the reviewers, isn't it? I feel like it's gonna be one of those we need to pick up on day one as well, because it's like that. Are we gonna miss out on stuff? The initial hype and. Oh, I'll I'll get it. I'm intrigued. Like I said, it's yeah, like day one. Very, very you don't interesting. Have to know anything about anything to get on board with this? You don't have to play played the previous game to get all in on the story. This is like some people say it's clocking in at around seventy hours as well. I'll take that. Yeah, don't forget. It was only a couple of weeks ago to the day Red Dead Redemption Two came out. Mm. I mean that suffers a little bit in the middle because a lot of people picking up on Death Stranding these, these middle chapters. What Tom? This is a podcast that gets recorded. You do know that you just said that Red Dead Redemption 2 slows in the middle a little bit. Because of it being like a 60, 70 hour game, a lot of games that are that long do struggle a little bit in the middle. Because you, because you, you, you're trying to get to that end of the narrative. Sometimes the middle can feel a little bit too long. And apparently that's what they're saying about Death Stranding. But let's move on because we want to play it and we well, want to experience it. Why don't you read out the next bit of news? That's how we yeah. can move on. Okay. Get your sticks ready. Mm. Capcom have announced a mini console of sorts. It's huge and it's basically a large 3D model of their logo facing up with awesome joysticks and buttons with HDMI out. And it's the perfect uh, coin op experience. These uh, are the list of the games on it. Alien vs. Predator. Armored Warriors, Captain Commando, Final Fight, Cyberbots, Darkstalkers, Street Fighter 2 Hyper Fighting, Mega Man the Power Battle, 1944 the Loop Master, Eco Fighters, uh, Giga Wing, uh, Pro Gear, Capcom Sports Club, Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo, Strider, Ghouls and Ghosts. She's a whopping £200 or dollars or equivalent, so you best her been a good boy or girl this Christmas. That's pretty expensive. <laughs> Uh, have you seen that? I have seen an image of it, yeah. It, it looks, looks awesome. Yeah. But how many gamers are going to buy that just to stick on the shelf? It's 200 quid, though. So. Oh, is it not? I thought it was sort of like table size. It is. Yeah. But it would look great stuck on the wall. Oh, okay, yeah. How yeah, many yeah, people yeah. are going to have yeah. these things plugged in all the time? Mm. How many of these people are going to want a Capcom sign in the game? Yeah, game? and a lot of those games are available on so Retro many other Gaming things. Thomas right at the front of the queue. Oscat, Radbash Gaming, line up, come one, come all for your Capcom <laughs> sign. It's all I imagine Retro joysticks. Gamer Thomas will be eating off it, but then if he gets even more hungry, we'll just start consuming the joysticks. Wow, I'd like to see him nibbling on that. I mean, 
that's surely going to end up looking like the scene from Monty Python where mate he's had the gluttony and he's like really big and he's so gorgeous <laughs> in the Capcom. Yeah, still two thirds of it left on the table. Do you want this last bit of news, seeing as you're the biggest fan of the well, studio? Well, you, you, you read it out and I, we can just talk about it briefly. Okay, so what we got here. EA reach an all-time apex. Apex Legends is now at 70 million players. And off the back of EA's fiscal reports, it says digital net bookings defined by EA as the net amount of products and services sold digitally hit 3.883 billion uh, for the past 12 months, an 80% year-over-year increase, or an 8%. Slightly more realistic, uh, that accounts for 78% of total digital and physical net bookings. It's all very businessy, but the bottom line is that EA is making big money. Uh, and if you were moaning and feeling down about microtransactions and pay DLC and all that sort of stuff, you probably should have kept your hand in your pocket because I think they now think that's the way this is going to go going forward. Yeah. We're our own worst enemy. We don't I, like microtransactions, yet seemingly we throw down year on year more and more and more and more. We want to have a physical copy mm. of the game, but we're still downloading stuff off the stores. What's happening, Tom? We say one thing, well, and we do something else. We say we hate something, yet we're always doing it. This is an interesting thing I, on the subject of uh, microtransactions, DLC packs and stuff. I read... Ubisoft have delayed some of their big hitters. You bought they? horse armor for Skyrim. I did, yes. You, yeah. You early adopter of the microtransaction. No, Oblivion wasn't it? Mm. Sorry, Oblivion. Yeah. You um, are the worst kind of scum. Thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the original DLC, and you went all in five pound for some horse armor. I'll have that. Back when I had a lot more disposable income. Um, yeah, so I read a kind of disturbing thing on the subject of this. Ubisoft had delayed some of their big titles, uh, Watchdog Legions, uh, Gods and Monsters, etc. Now, when asked, the um, head of Ubisoft was like, well, we want them to be cross-gen. So it's now conf- kind of confirmed they're going to be on PS5, Xbox, Scarlet, whatever it's going to be called. Mm-hmm. Um the upsetting thing about what he said then was, it's like um, we're excited because we want people. Uh, people are going to be able to use these new features of the new consoles. Yeah. And the main one he mentioned was the fact that they're going to be able to download stuff faster, like download packs faster. To me, he's just thinking like micro, just, micro, micro. Yeah, exactly. Give us to them, let them get them faster so they buy more and. I think it just raises awareness of, of how things do you, are going. Do you think if Horse Armour... You know there was a big furor over Horse Armour, but it still sold absolutely loads. Yeah. Do you think if that had just bombed, we wouldn't be in this situation? If I hadn't have bought that one that just pushed it over the edge. I'm thinking here you are, the straw that broke the camel's back. <laughs> yeah. I want the whole of the yeah. internet to descend on you. If there's a reason, if yeah. there's a tipping point, a fulcrum, for the whole microtransaction thing, it was your username buying that horse armour on that sorry afternoon. Yeah. That might help Tiddles last a bit longer in the game. <laughs> Love you, Tiddles. Poor old Tiddles. That was the horse name you gave your horse in Red Dead 1 and 2. It was not. <laughs> oh, poor old boy. You're, you're not even in Do you know what I called John's horse? Spoiler for a year old game. No. Arthur's Honour. 
Good old Arthur. Buy the game, play the game, live the game. That's you all know it. I'm going to say. So, uh, just before we finish off the news. Yes, I was going to say. Flash news. You're not in flash news. the show because you've been sat on your phone. Flash news. What's the flash news, Tom? Uh, well, Diablo 4 has been, an, as we're talking, BlizzCon uh, 2019 is in progress. Uh, one of the main announcements that we've seen is Diablo 4. <laughs> Look at him. <laughs> but with Diablo 4 being announced, this maybe maybe no. makes the rumours of Overwatch 2 true. But we'll have to wait and see. Who's won a prize, Tom? Um, I'm looking forward to uh, to being able to check as we progress through the show and I'll let the listeners know if Overwatch 2 is announced. Yeah, but how many times have you said it now? Who's won something? Overwatch 2, it doesn't count. It will become that thing oh next year. Oh, God. Getting it out of the way now, getting all the mentions yeah. in early. So, uh, yeah. Is as, that the end I, of the news? Are you done? Yeah, I don't think can we've we missed anything new, else. Can we wipe the news's nose? Um, you may. Did we miss anything? Do you have an opinion or take on the news we missed? If so, Tom, how would the collective masses get in contact with us and say, your hair is linked to your gaming prowess? <laughs> and they are one of those... It's happened. It's happened. It's happened. What's happened here? Overwatch 2 confirmed at BlizzCon. Right. The hype something? train. Who's the first? I'm going, mate. I'll see you later. What are you going to do? If it's, I don't know. It might be live now. might be ready to purchase. Calm down. Slow I, I can't. Down. I can't chew Mumsy's my food. has got your egg on the very slow boil. You can't descend from the high chair until you've consumed your egg and soldiers. The game will feature story missions, <laughs> hero missions, replayable co-op modes, hero levelling up, hero customization. Overwatch 2 will also have a new PvP mode called Push, new maps and a new hero named Sojourn. Finally, you find your radio voice because of Overwatch 2. Toronto, the franchise's first Canadian map, was also unveiled. Well, my year is complete. I am happy. I've had the birth... <laughs> You know, what? I've had the birth of my first child and Overwatch 2. Life is great. Okay. Did we miss anything? Do you have an opinion or take <laughs> on the news we missed? If so, Tom, how would the collective masses interact with us? How would they let you know that you're gaming prowess is linked to that ridiculously huge barnet that you quaff on a daily basis or are they part of the problem and they also want to stand shoulder to shoulder with the man that brought microtransactions to the world you can reach us at questions at overwatch 2 or dm us at overwatch 2 no sorry mate i just can't focus this is the official thing how we want listeners to interact with us let me compose myself I'm like I'm thinking about pausing it, editing this bit out, and going back and doing oh, yeah. it again. Mm -hmm. But you always say I need to be more excited on the show and 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 come across more. How do we coin I, the I phrase? Don't, I don't want to have to wait thirty episodes for you to spike for ten seconds and then you practically go back to flatlining again. <laughs> two years. Beep. Exactly that noise, possibly the second most irritating noise that this show's ever going to make. Mm -hmm. I'm only saying that because I hope that you might make something slightly more ridiculous before what we call it a day <laughs> on this Hokey Cokey show. So please get in touch with us at questions at unofficialcontrollerpodcast.com uh, via email or, or direct messages on Instagram or Twitter. And the fans officially say that we're now a what podcast, Tom? 
a good podcast. No, no. A very good podcast? No. There is nothing lower. We're a podcast. <laughs> I told you about us belittling ourselves. Told you. No, no, we're just a podcast. We have to have the ego so everyone believes the hype. Well, Tom, I would say one thing to you. We've entered that very... As if this hasn't been self-indulgent enough. <laughs> yeah, sorry Colonel about that. Colonel stood in the front room with the internet on his phone while he's meant to be recording for the loyal listeners, checking news on a game that's already peaked and no one plays. Fans are king Rest for your it. face. Fans are king. Park. It's the beg. Which village member are we going to wheel out to beg the fans? And which medium do you want the assembled masses to descend down on? The assembled masses, but please... Listen, and I say this with the most sincerity. Not every single one of you lily-livered little uh, specimens has been on, done a review, done the five stars, and even more so, you haven't told your mum, your brother, your auntie, your uncle, your cousin to go check it out and do it as well. So you need to. I think what we'd like, I think this week is, even if you get family members or friends, just to give us a listen... It will help push the show into higher in the charts. That's a great idea. Do you know what? I think that Barnet, I think now that the sideburns link with the beard, I think you've unlocked this full A spectrum of intelligence. You are now... Not quite Einstein level, more Edison. Further down. Ed. Ed. <laughs> Just Ed. Just Ed. Yeah. yeah. I'll but get, you've, I'll you've get the sun it. next week. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can get the beard to just now link down into the rest of it, it will just the, the moustache. I think you're just a couple of strands away. If you get that, it'll be like your whole face is up. Is I tend to treat my facial hair and my hair like I create a character. So I, I get it long as I can, and then you can do different styles. Oh, right. Yeah. I was going to say, is, is a creator character just pressing A through all the options? So you just end up <laughs> as the bald, average looking guy in flat pants. And no that's shoes. It. That's how you describe your facial hair and hair. It is. We <laughs> must get back to the to the beg quickly and then yes, move on. Yes, the beg. Uh, yeah, so please just get as many people listening, even if they tune in for five minutes and think, oh, that's not for me. Or you, you never know. You never know. Question. You're a gamer. Yeah, you are. You're listening to the gamer. You might be sat there in your small town in Oklahoma, Broken Arrow, for example. Hi there. Cheap pop to the fans in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, but put your hand in the air and be counted. And you're sat there thinking, I'm listening to this podcast and they're saying that I I need to tell my friends to listen to this. But I'm a gamer, so I haven't got any friends. No, listen, you have though. You know someone somewhere that plays games. Tell them about the show. Why not? You never know. What's the worst they might do? Put a flaming dog poo through your front door. (laughs) That's survivable, Tom. It is. And that's a very nasty Halloween trick, isn't it? Mm, Yes, it is. If the treats aren't given, so what's the big cry? Share, spread it, get someone to listen, do the whole thing, bring as many. Get us up in the charts so we can be seen, recognised for the powerhouse podcast we are. And not just our ramblings will get the. Uh, fair innings they deserve Tom 
anyone who's contributed to the show, the more people listen, the more people hear the awesome things they've said. Exactly. The more people get to see the awesome things they've picked up. Mm -hmm. And the more people are in on the in-joke about your hair. (laughs) Well, we better move on. Uh, Do you know what? I've kept this little notepad by me and I was going to write down all the timestamps and I I realised, and I think there's a bit on air where I'm like, oh, damn it. Uh, that's what I miss what you've been playing yes. and then there was a little bit where I missed the news and went oh damn it and now halfway through the show I'm going to write down the timestamp for the feature except I'm not going to just cast it out of the window don't worry about it it is time for this week's feature it is the Halloween special the inevitable yearly special around that time of year we're always late to the party fashionably late we like to think that's why we've turned up on Halloween not a lot of people Hallows going Eve. out this weekend celebrating Halloween, though, aren't they? Listening Getting to the podcast. Going to go uptown, have yeah. a few beverages of the adult variety. Come back. No, they've a... got their AirPods in. Oh, have they? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Right. They're just ticking the box. They're gamers. Yeah. They don't want to go out, do they? No. So they have to, you know... Introverts unite. Do what they do. Headphones in. Wall themselves off, sit in the corner and drink the pint and look at the wall. Perfect. Sounds like a good night. Halloween special. The top five horror games one where me and Tom bimble on about some games you've probably heard of. This week's feature feature is a discussion about our top five horror games. As always, you guys got in touch to share those spooky memories and tales from beyond the grave. Now, Tom, script's laid out in a little bit of a different way. Uh, Yeah. We haven't got it sprinkled, nay, lightly seasoned with listener comments. We've got some notes on your games, and then we've got the listener comments. Yeah. So, do you want so to do, 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 do you want to do our top five picks first and then do the listener and then comments? And get to the real meat That's cool. of the feature That's where fine. we're going to ask the listeners what they think is a good game. Absolutely. So, uh, I will go first. Well, they're the reason that they turned up. So, these That's are... Uh, deep. It is. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. Like Inception. Oof. Um, My brain just exploded. <laughs> Well, these are like our five games we've picked together. Um, obviously, I've played some, you've played some, and we'll uh, we'll get right to it. I've played some, some games and you've played some games. <laughs> that is a hold the press moment. Stop it the is. press for a gaming podcast, Tom. Um, first up for me is Luigi's Mansion. Not the a partic- terrifying <laughs> R-rated Nintendo spook fest. Where Luigi goes ham with a... Uh, uh, over and under shotgun and I tell um, you what Tom it, I know this game's getting on a little bit now and it was on the Gamecube but I tell you what if kids modern day kids go play that and have never played it before they'd be terrified <laughs> I thought if you were going to pick a scary game on the Cube you might have picked that Eternal Darkness yeah I never played that time again so, time yeah. round again that's what I'd pick but I've never mm. played it so there you go yeah, so I picked uh, it's not a very scary game, is it? Let's face it, but it's got a good Halloween feel to it. Makes me want to cross one of mine off and put Ghostbusters PS3. <laughs> <laughs> you can if you wish. <laughs> I do what I like. Uh, just stick an honourable mention on there. Well, as we we'll call do. it an honourable mention, or maybe this week we give the listeners another bonus game. We were going to give them five. Always known for value, a little bit like Smart Price at Asda or Tesco Value. The unofficial controller podcast giving you something extra for free every time. Absolutely. Beautiful. So, uh, Luigi's Mansion. Mm-hmm. I uh, got this as a GameCube launch game. Yep. Went down WH uh, Smith's and luckily I was, uh, had a little part-time job at the time. 
So I was what able was that to do it. Uh, everything. Labourer. Just, just oh, right. labouring. It wasn't for Lady Ponsalbroy, God rest her soul, and you literally were her uh, her every whim. Oh, yeah, that one. I don't put that down on the CV very often. No. Well, it would look a little bit It was like a short stint because she, she mysteriously... Lady Ponsalbroy's lover, it sounds like the Audi version of a romantic <laughs> novel, doesn't it? <laughs> Written by Danielle Steele. Oh, mate. Um, oh, my goodness gracious me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she did die. When you felt a bit she sore, did, she, she did die. Mills and Boone. She died mysteriously. Who? Lady Ponce, of course yeah. she did. I forgot yeah. her own backstory. You're well, right. Well, I I had to spend a little time in court because of that because they reckoned and they found and your DNA on her nightclothes. Yeah, yeah. They reckon I was after their fortune, and because Lord Ponsalbury had been overseas, he then came back and and he was like, "What's going on?" And I was like, well, I kind of thought I was going to take over the big house and it's not happened. All right. So, yeah. Tragic times there. I actually yeah, think that, that little segue is far more interesting than anything you've got to say about, <laughs> about Luigi's, Luigi's mansion. mansion. Yeah, absolutely. But it's Nintendo. Tom's quest for a mansion. Oh, well, it's your... Crikey. If we'd had our time again, we'd have made James put that in the script. Edit it and do a laugh track. Never mind. So yeah, I marched down WH Smith, picked oh, up a yeah. GameCube at launch. I got Wave Race, uh, Luigi's Mansion, Super Monkey Ball, uh, Rogue Leader, Rogue Squadron, should I say? Um, and I went home, tried out all the various games. Luigi's Mansion was the one that impressed me most graphically, along right. with probably Star Wars. Was there a Mario launch <coughs> game on the cube? Uh, no, for the no, Halloween that, special, I'm asking all the big questions. <laughs> uh, that came with Mario Sunshine. Uh, I'm trying to think how many. I think it was nearly a year after. I might mm. be wrong. But anyway, we're here to talk about Luigi's Mansion. We are. Um, so it's uh, Younger Brother's first big outing, really. Um, his standalone game. You mean of Luigi? Course... Not Joe. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it was uh, sort of a, a big step for Luigi. And the role reversed. He was rescuing Mario. That's um, right. And it features basically Luigi stripping a strapping, not stripping, strapping a uh, vacuum to his back. The poltergeist. Look at terror on my face as my hand hovers over the explicit lyrics when you say stripping and strapping. I'm like, <laughs> oh my goodness! And he uh, he was basically going around this mansion, hoovering up ghosts and uh, sort of mild puzzle elements and. Not a particularly long game. I think about eight to nine hours. I don't suppose your next pick's going to be grabbed by the ghoulies, is it? No. Oh, no. okay. <laughs> There's a game from uh, from time ago. Another but deep yeah, cut. Luigi's Mansion, a, a great little game. It spawned a couple of sequels. Mm-hmm. Luigi's Mansion 2, the new one out now, 3, which I'm hoping to... What was 2 on? Uh, it was on 3DS. It wasn't, it wasn't tagged 2, though, was it? It was tagged Luigi's Mansion... And then words to suggest it was maybe like a rework of the first one, but not a genuine sequel. Yeah, Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon. Right on the tip of your tongue. Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, being on the 3DS, I don't think it was as um, well received as it could have been on a, a Nintendo home Look, console. I've distracted you. Get back to the GameCube one. Is it any good, yes or no? Lovely. Yeah, absolutely. You brought it love, here, you're going to love. love it. Absolutely. Okay. Um, any standout moments? Any unique controller things? What was the the, unique... the the portrait ghost, which 
they ditched in two, but now I've brought back for three were always really good. Okay. I found those uh, good fun. Um, just the general animation and the feel of like, it's almost like a, a cartoon, like a live action animated movie. Real good look to it and design and a good idea. Okay. Even though it's a bit of a ripper Ghostbusters. But my pick. <laughs> yeah. Um, next. And Grabbed by the Ghoulies is my other pick. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to go next or do you want me to? Uh, I'll, I'll take another one. Um, Greedy as ever at the trough. He'll yeah. push me out of the way so he can get his schnout in Well, there. a game you've recently been playing, Resident Evil 4. If uh, snacky snacky, then he'll have a nappy nappy. <laughs> Egg and soldiers. Um, yeah, Resident Evil 4, again on the GameCube, mm. really utilising um, the the quite graphical power of the GameCube. It's a little underrated power machine, I think. Yeah, the first time I played that, casting my memory back, it was on a dirty little GameCube ad kicking around at the time. Yeah. Uh, and at and the time it was next level. Well, I actually remember it looking better and I think it does look better on Cube. Yeah. But not like absolutely streets ahead. Mm. Um, and obviously the interactions of the buttons uh, coming up on the screen, it, it was obviously designed for the GameCube controller early on. Yeah. Um, then ported over to PS2. Mm-hmm. It did well on there as well. I remember, I think now it is a really rare game on the GameCube. If you've got a copy, it's worth like reasonable money. Not loads, but yeah. So I shamefully, when I first um, met my wife, I um, this is just a gaming related story to do with Resident Evil 4. Is this suitable? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I didn't contact her for a few days and she got pretty mad. So I was like, I don't know, I'll buy her something. So. I was like, I had the GameCube under the bed, and I was like, I don't need that really. I've got some other consoles at the time, 360 probably. I was like, yeah, I'll take that. I'll go and trade it all in. They must have seen me coming at CEX because I took it down. I was taking all my games I had for it. It must have been probably 15 games there. And now I look at how much it's probably worth. If I had it and sold it. I know it the person that was probably serving that hoovered all those up as well. Yeah. I do remember thinking, they look in their eyes, they were like, oh, yeah, these are really good. And they're thinking, yeah, they are really good. And I didn't realise that till a few years later. <clears throat> and Resi 4 was in that list. And obviously, it's uh, yeah, now gone it's on to be. It's not like £100 game on the cube, is it? No, it's not. Um, but I had some other rare ones in there. Day of Reckoning. Twilight Princess HD. Uh, not HD. Twilight Princess on GameCube is worth a fair bit now. I think it's about 50 quid. But Resident Evil 4. Mm, let's get to this reason we're yeah. Halloween special. We are, we are rambling tonight. Um, so it alters for the first time the standard Resident Evil gameplay of, of the fixed perspective. Mm. Goes for an over-the-shoulder camera, which at the time I remember you saying you didn't really like, but I know you've come around to it a little bit more. Um, yeah. You play as Leon Kennedy. Well, it's uh, a case of having to. They're not going to make one yeah. like the old style again, again, are they? It is. You're tasked with, uh, you're tasked with rescuing the president's daughter. Standard um, I, game. I hate that little trollop. Ashley. Mm. Yeah. There's a mission where you play as a... Um, there's missions just, where you have to keep her alive. Yeah. Very she, difficult. She's such a melt. I just remember really loving it from the get-go. It felt in that village... Uh, felt real intense and Farmerton Farmerton yeah with um, the guy you, you, 
that that um, that initial terror as well because remember like this is going back to a time where we didn't really get to see much of games before they came out and you're there playing away you're in the village just like picking off a few and then it, it suddenly starts picking up the tension and the action and you hear the chainsaw rev and you're like, oh can, my God, what I, is that? I can, I, I will, I'll, I'll level with you. Like, obviously I haven't really found Resident Evil 4 that scary. I found yeah. like a cool location. I found the character design pretty cool. I found the controls a little bit sloppy. Mm-hmm. Um, and some it's of good the gameplay have... loops not that great. Yeah. But saying that, I can imagine when that first launched where there were times where it probably looked to a gamer at the time and me or you, yeah. uh, photorealistic. And, there were, and when you're... When you've got a game that's burning, burning the white hot edge of what's capable on that console, and nothing else around is touching it, yeah. you haven't been spoiled with 4K visuals and all that. That that's actually quite a um, builds attention. Probably relies on jump scares more than anything. Yeah, but was, it's still got enough stuff going on where it can get in your head a little bit. Mm. It was a way you could like interact with stuff around the village. Like you could u- use the ladders and you could push cupboards in front of doors to slow them down. And then they'd eventually break through. I know it all seems very like uh, old hat now, but at the time, Resident Evil Four seemed to come out of nowhere. It's like this. This is like one of the best games they'll probably be on this well, console. Prior to that, they're sort of. They were di- dwindling, weren't they? Well, their like, transition to where it was going... Well, I don't know. I think Co-Veronica did some gangbuster numbers for PS2. Yeah. I mean, it, it just felt like I it, it, it kind of drifted away time. from memory. They brought Resident Evil 1 Remake and Zero on the GameCube, and then everyone was sort of like, oh, what's 4 going to be like? It was completely different, really. Yeah. Um, other quick memories, uh, meeting the stranger for the first time with his assortment of weapons you could buy off him. I quite you you say about the inventory management. I quite liked like trying to get his suitcase like seeing what else could fit in there, mixing the herbs, attaching scopes to guns and it's quite a cool little the, mini game that got its own loop in itself. Cuz you have to kind of think, well, I could get rid of that, but it's like a I might really need that. slow version of Tetris. Yeah. Yeah. Um Great boss fights, um, especially at the time. I know you say the one in the lake is a bit not great, but I remember just thinking that that is awesome. Like chucking the harpoons at the creature and then it coming out of the wall. Well. As in, no, I, I am really curious to try the game. Uh, well, you won't though, will you? you? The only time you'll pick it up is when they remake it with 4K graphics. Like, <laughs> that bit in the lake was amazing, George. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, yeah, it looks amazing If now. you give me Resi 4 with a Resi 2 engine, I'll be a happy man. So we better move on. Uh, what's your first pick? Well, no, you you can have. Uh, this isn't a game per se, and I know you're a big fan of the series, so I just thought I'd give you thirty seconds to tell me about uh, your honourable mention. Honourable mention: Dead Space. Yeah, mm. uh, adopting the over the camera, over the shoulder look of Resident Evil Four plays quite similar, but I just loved the way you were on this ship and the basics you had were like mining tools to, to fight these um, xenomorphs and I like it the uh, I remember the first sort of pistol that what you class as a pistol yeah could alternate between vertical and horizontal beams and you could use that to delim these enemies um, real tense atmosphere just to it reminded me a little bit of like the alien series um, just like your sort of desperation for more surviving rather than just going in there like Aliens, the sequel, where you're very where you'd be very overpowered. 
um, yeah, just had a, a real good feel to it. And I think um, it went on to spawn Dead Space 2 and 3. Yeah. Um, played 2, never played 3. But 1 and 2, excellent games. And uh, if you've not played them, definitely worth picking up. Okay, my turn. Resident <laughs> Evil 1. Predicted it several episodes ago. It would be here. <laughs> it's here. Uh, develop, uh, published by Capcom, released in 1996 for the Saturn and PS1. Developed and directed by Shinji Mikami and Takuro Fujiwara. It's a remake of Sweet Home, a horror game for the Famicom. Is it? Mm. Nice. Man with the facts as always. And uh, had to. we never got to play Sweet Home on the PlayStation because that name had already been used as a DOS game in Europe. So they changed the name to Biohazard and Resident Evil. When that yeah. game first came out, Tom, it even pulled my dad in. You know, it's a looker when dad comes in. Yeah. Right? And dad came in, I remember him, he got, first of all, he was like, oh, I should, what's this? And you'd show him, and I was walking through a bit of the level, and then he realised that there was an element of puzzle involved. So he was like, oh, this is a bit clever. And then I think me and him... He stood in the background because for some reason at the time I had a TV on a on a stand like really high <laughs> up, and he like st- you're in a doctor's waiting room. <laughs> yeah, and I used to stand up and play it, uh, and he would stand next to me. I don't know why, you know, how such a god awful situation ended up like that. But there you go. That's how we played consoles back in the day. Stood up, craned <laughs> neck. Uh, but that game, you know. From the get-go, it felt like it was something special. And we go back, like I poked one at you and Resi 4, and you know, if you went back to play Resi 1 now, it would be a giggle fest. I, mean, yeah. I think it's a 15 or an 18 rated game, but if you were to uh, put it back out there as a, as a recertification now, if it didn't have any swearing, and I think it would probably get a 12 or a 7. You know, <laughs> It's that yeah. cartoon, but at the time we hadn't seen anything like that, and some of the FMV sequences where it's like the the zombie turning around where it's just a black screen just his face mm. uh, I did notice in doing some research for the show that uh, I found that like slightly weird at the time but looking at some of the um, sort of touches that they used in Sweet Home I then thought to myself oh, I wonder if that's like a nod to that yeah because that's very similar to how they show you the, the baddies coming on the baddies dad <laughs> on this on this uh, Famicom or NES game uh, so yeah fascinating at the time everyone remembers walking down the corridor and the dogs jumping in through the glass spoilers for a 40 year old game Tom's like oh cut that out please someone's <laughs> not played the original Resident Evil I don't want to get any hate mail <laughs> I'll run the risk um, yeah. and to be fair if it scares get in even, line yeah if it scares them to this day full power to you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah a good game uh, and I enjoyed it from start to finish. It was quite tough. Probably the first sort of game that I've, 3D sort of game I'd played that had the puzzles in it that were kind of old school from the point and click yeah. style that you would manually input in yeah. these things. And again, it was the, the weapon management. You always seemed to be about one round short of what you needed to clear a room. So yeah. it was descended into a pretty nasty trying to escape and, yeah, and get out of there. Yeah, you're fighting the tank controls and you're trying to spin around, also sort of... Survi- survival horror. And stab and... Yeah, I suppose so, but if if you were in that situation in real life, you would probably <laughs> make it that more difficult by walking around in a straitjacket. You know, that's, yeah. that's the yeah, kind yeah. of level of like... Now it's survival horror. Uh, it was pretty survival horror in the first place. I'm in a mansion <laughs> with a load of sort of zombified dogs and people. 
my um my memories of this game again gamecube uh with the remake um I've never no, played any reason. I I think you would really I think that would still stand up well because of the pre-rendered backgrounds. Um the original on, on, pre-rendered backgrounds. Yeah, they um, have that, not stood up very well. But I think I don't know, I'm really going to have to some of these I talk about I really need to check out some YouTube videos just to see how they've held up. Of course the YouTube because you would never want to play them properly. I don't have the consoles you have. I can see the PS1 mini going in your house and we're going to do a feature called Tom plays an old game. <laughs> I like it. Keep it simple. I did like the way uh, Resident Evil 1's mansion... T-Pog. T-Pog. Oh, is that another trademark for the show? Along with Price first. Yes. Um, so I, d- I did like the way the mansion in Resident Evil 1 is like very layered. There's just so many different areas that you keep getting to. I don't know why I chuckled. It's just that layered sound like the way you would say layered, layered. normally. <laughs> layered. <laughs> this sounds like lad. Like yeah. Lad. Lad. Lad, lad. In the lad. Bit of a lad. So is that what you got to tell me about that? Yeah. So Sprinting to my next pick. Terrified. That's how we'll have to do the listeners. Crashing through the wall this week. Easy. We'll do lots of horror he, innuendos. Yeah, but he's in as well. Okay. He was at the top of the show because there was uh, PCSO, Kemp, Donna and Retro Gamer Thomas with a little triangle. Adam the Artist, get your easel. Okay. It's Mrs. Retro Gamer Thomas's birthday. PCSO Ross Kemp sat with a little triangle hat on his bald head. So is Retro Gamer Thomas and Mrs. Thomas. Feel free to draw her however you want to. Probably get in touch. Yes, that's right. Get a picture, do it right. And they're all sat around a console nibbling, or a cake that looks like a console, so they can all partake in his little hobby. What do you think? I like it. Okay. I like it a lot. Hopefully Adam Knight has heard that, and we can post that. Probably take him a couple of months. It'll be that's going to be like the Sistine Chapel. That one is it? Mm, that's a, that's the Renaissance art. art. Renaissance art. That's what we're going for. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what's PCSO your next pick? Kemp is a Renaissance art cherub. <laughs> it's just the best thing ever. Um, what's your next pick? Bioshock. Released oh, by 2K great. Games. Uh, I believe it was an exclusive on the Xbox, the old Xbox 360 and Windows in 2007. Developed and directed by. Uh, some would say the sublime and uh, unrivaled Ken Levine. Spiritual successor to System Shock, using many of System Shock's original team. Set in the underwater. Sorry if I've offended any of our. Oh, actually, we do have listeners in the Netherlands. Apologies to all of you. Set in the underwater city of Rapture in the 60s, a utopia gone feral, addicted to all sorts of weird genetic upgrades. That's not a brand new game, Tom, but I feel some of the joy of Bioshock is knowing absolutely nothing about it. So I don't want to spoil too much, but what I want to say is when that came out, I was absolutely terrified. It was a demo, wasn't it? I remember um, that initial, like, Journey down the lift, and then yeah, you get to the, the plane bottom crash, and like and people, and you can see the silhouettes of the shadows, and oh, like the, the masks they were wearing. It was, it was. I'm Andrew Ryan. Yeah, sometimes when games build the atmosphere as much as it built it at the time, and I've played the remakes again on the release of the modern consoles. Have they? Have they um, improved the graphics a, a Not lot? Not really that much. Just I mean, they were good at the time. Yeah, they just it a bit. Yeah, didn't need to do it with it, really. Um, played it 
when it first had its biggest impact was when I played it first time. Yeah. On the Xbox, and I don't think I finished it because it was like it was too heavy for me because it was too like oh god, what am I gonna do? I'm like stressing mm. out about this. I can't. And like I don't know where they're coming from, and because you don't know the game systems, and it's all, it was all kind of new tech at the time. Yeah. So you couldn't see, as I say, when you get towards the end of a console's life, you start to see the strings and ropes of how the games are held together. But this was one of those moments where I couldn't see any strings and ropes, and it felt like God oppressive. It's um, it feels very claustrophobic and in quite a good way that you you feel like you are trapped down here, and you've mm. got to get out, and you've got to get these people to help you. There's some big twists and turns in the story. There is. We're not going to touch on those because please play and enjoy it. Please, even now, it will hold it, up. It does. Um, the the gameplay wise, it's quite different to a lot of first person shooters. You have the the plasmids and the um, the sort of genetic upgrades that you can get from uh, like what are basically vending machines, from yeah. what I remember. And it just adds so many different ways of tackling fights that you can focus on improving one thing. You can just be like an old school first person shooter and just blaze your way through. But I'll never forget, you never forget fighting Big Daddy for the first time or, or a Big I, Daddy. I, my style in Bioshock is to blaze it through. It's <laughs> John not, Wayne. It's not, it's not a good game to John Wayne. It's tough. It's not, that. yeah. It, tough it does want you to use those upgrades and, and try and make it easier for yourself. Tom. We said five games. Past five games. It is. Known for value. Bonus game. My bonus game, and then we'll do my honourable mentions, is Alone in the Dark. Infogrames, released in 1992 on PC, developed and directed by Frederick Raynal. It's set in the 1920s and takes place in a mansion using fixed perspectives. It's another one of those games, Tom, that I played the wheels off in the careers office at school. Did you ever see the original MS-DOS version of uh, Alone in the Dark? It's a game I've never really been... It's not been that a... far, it's here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's That's here. fine. That's fine. You got it? <laughs> Alone in the Dark. Yes. Um, Have you seen this on YouTube? No, I've never really even looked at it. I always remember it being like, a, was it a bit of a rival to Resident Evil back in the day? No, no. It came out a lot, long time before that. And it came out at the advent of like 3D technologies and it had a sort of semi-rendered backgrounds, but they were hand-drawn. And I remember it being on the clunky 3D characters. Remember it being on the PlayStation though. It must have been like a re-release. There was one on the PlayStation and then the Xbox called Alone in the Dark, and it had like a yellow mainly background. That's it. Yeah, that's, that's the one. That, yeah, of. that's more of a modern. Same franchise. Yeah, you yeah. actually play the same character. Though, oh, okay. I think, yeah, Edward, I think his name's Edward Carnaby. Mm-hmm. Seems to stick in my mind. I remember a little game on the PlayStation called Nightmare Creatures. That's just got me thinking about that that's not aged very well no definitely not at the time it, it felt really cool but that's not aged very well yeah have you seen that running recently? i have seen that running recently okay anyway i think the listeners probably need to understand that i was playing this back in the day and obviously at the time now it's like you are kidding me but at the time it felt like your pc had been infected it felt like there was something spooky going on uh, i'll never forget that were you gonna get terrified by it now absolutely not that could, that's a game that could probably do with a remake. Uh, anyway, Tom, my honourable mentions. You had Dead Space. Mine's uh, first one's Minecraft. Like, what are you talking about? That's oh, well, I know. Well, you, yeah. That is a literally terrifying. Game. Yeah. You're out on the edge, playing it in survival mode or hardcore yeah. or whatever it is, and you are 
way beyond your stretch. You're in a mine. It's when dark, it goes dark, and yeah. Then creepers and other things, and you're panicking. Yeah. You don't know where to go. <laughs> you know you're going to lose your experience down there. The whole bag of tricks. There's at times where that game unintentionally is terrifying. My other pick, one that Tom's still going through counselling for. Resident <laughs> Evil, the kitchen demo on PSVR. Yeah, horrific. Absolutely terrible. Brilliant, but horrific. Much like my experience. Neither of us, I don't think, would dare play the full game in VR. No. My brother's finished the, the full game, so it's real good. In VR? No. No. Still said it was scary, even on normal Hats TV. Hats off to him if you've done that in VR. Yeah. Well, that's our picks. And honourable mentions. Yes. So, that was the comfort, Tom, of the cabin in the woods. But now, like, the inevitable... Why do you not panic? It's okay. Calm down. It's all right. I'm cool. This is not really going to happen. Like, the inevitable horror story. We're going to go outside. We should split up. And there are many, many night creatures out there. Spreading his five-fingered knifed glove. Boba Loba Kruger. Boba Loba Kruger. What has Boba Loba Kruger got to say for himself? Fear. Terrifying. Resident Evil 4. Heart-pounding. Scary. Even now. Resident Evil 7. Disturbing as fudge. Alien Isolation. Never played it, but watched a friend. Uh, Well, his friend was streaming it. Uh, that was scary enough. Not his stream the game. That's pretty cool. <laughs> we wonder whether he's not a very competent gamer. Bioshock, full of, nope, not going down that corridor moments and That's plenty cool, of intense right. jump scares, runaway moments. Nice comment there, mister. No. Oh, he goes on. Also, Slender the Arrival, book that game. I modified that. It wasn't book originally. What was it? Grown up words, the ones that you say, the ones oh. that you say around people like Adam the artist to make him think you're a bigger boy. <laughs> yeah, got it. Yes, I agree with your comments on Death Stranding, Adam the artist. <laughs> Insert Tom preamble beginning and end so he can claim it as his own. <clears throat> yes. What's uh, the next person lurking? What's that, Tom? Down by the road. Listen, it's the Barbaro Butchers. No, oh, cry. Yeah, take it. Why not? I was going to have him down as Pennywise, and look, Tom, get, <laughs> get down on your hands and knees, mate. Chase your little model boat in there. Who's we all grab float your... down here, Tommy. What's going on now? The Barbaro Games. In at number five for him, Alone in the Dark, The New Nightmare. While definitely not as groundbreaking as the original, I still found it to be pretty cool reimagining for the franchise. Number four. D, such oh. a bizarre game for the time. Oh. Definitely a cult classic. Great game. Three, Silent Hill, one of the greatest horror games ever made. Also love the psychological horror elements. Two, Kudelka. Got that right? Survival horror meets turn-based RPG. Super unique for the time, as well as being the precursor to the Shadow Hearts series. Really? Shadow Hearts Covenant? Uh, Number one, Illbleed. This game is so cheesy, it's amazing. One of the most underrated Dreamcast games ever made. Wow. Okay. You ever play that on the Dreamcast? I don't think I have. I think I can see the cover in my mind's eye, but it's not one I own, I have to admit. Uh, there's, Tom, a, there's a knock at the door. Who is it? Who's wearing the screen mask? It's my game in space. Oh, what's oh, he got to oh. say? My top five scary games in no order. Silent Hill until dawn. Why didn't I pick that? 
We'd have a time again. Left for Dead, <laughs> Resident Evil and World War Z. Until Dawn is the only game that has ever freaked me out. Fair play, my game in space. Oh. Crashing through the wall. Like Here's a... Fenster Gamer. <laughs> Adam the artist picture the scene. <clears throat> Door all smashed. His face off his recent profile picture with a with an axe. Maybe I'm just in time ready for next Halloween. We will. I should have thought this through. Fence the Gamer goes on to say, I'd say my favourite horror franchises are Silent Hill, Resident Evil, Bioshock, Left 4 Dead, that's another good mention, mm. and Outlast. I've heard that Outlast is real real creepy. Well, uh, is that not the free? It is, yeah. It is, we should mention that. It's on the, PlayStation. It's the free game. Yeah. Uh, my favourite memories of horror games are playing the Left 4 Dead series with my friends. They were terrifying games as they were... But when you open a door and there's a witch sitting there crying, oh, I remember that. Um, your heart stops and you don't breathe. We'd all turn our, off our torches, lower our weapons and slowly back out the room. Then, of course, one of us would think we were funny by setting the um, the witch off by shooting at her and everyone would uh, bob themselves and run in different directions like idiots. Oh. Well, this person's a new listener, so coming in as the teenage scream queen that's inevitably <laughs> going to get killed off by the next <laughs> legend of horror... New listener, Chronicles of Gamer. I would definitely say PT is now its infamous, the Silent Hill franchise, even though it's over. Resident Evil franchise seemed like it crawled out of the grave recently and it's been on fire. The Outlast franchise is one of the newer and better horror franchises out there. Also, at five years old, I freaking shot my pants <laughs> playing Friday the 13th on the NES. Lol. Oh, James managed to... Uh, We're not struggling it. this week to keep it PG, aren't we? Very much. Um, hello, Clarice. Oh. He's here. The man who normally resides in PCSO Ross Kemp's back bedroom, but this week's in as it's Halloween. He's been let out. And instead of collecting sweeties in a hollowed-out pumpkin, he's collecting old circuit boards from old mobiles people don't want anymore. Mm. Retro gamer... Thomas stood shot the show like a complete totem of Halloween. I love the first three Resident Evils. He says they are fantastic games and some of my all-time favourites. Plus, Until Dawn was fantastic at playing in a group like you were playing through a 90s horror movie. Absolute best way to play that game. And probably the best way to play Man and Madame. If someone's played that on their own and turned around and said it's not very good, I challenge you, get a friend. <laughs> uh, I know we're gamers, I know we're gamers, but you must have someone nearby. You can sit down and make them nod and press button A when prompted. And the part where you're in a mine and the ghost of a miner would ring a bell when he was coming for you. Uh, that scared me. It was the motion Ethan Carter. I've got confused retro gamers. Thomas, don't rip my guts clean out. Uh, when you're coming for you, I turn around and there he was. Jesus, I pooped myself on that bit. I've never <laughs> played it again since. Not even with Mrs. Lecter holding my hand. Well, once again... Um, I'm going to refer to you as Donna. I feel we've got that close. Don't you, Donna? Having a good time? Had a nice birthday? Looking younger than ever. That's it, flick the hair. You're looking great. Uh, another new listener, Brett himself. Let's have him here in a Jason Voorhees mask screaming at the window. Dead Space, the only ever game to make me do an involuntary scream. He then commented, uh, try and spin that so I sound brave. So here's the official <laughs> Under Controller Spun version of his comment 
Uh, beat Dead Space in the dark on my own. Played a tape of Screams. So the neighbours thought I was a wimp. They mortals have feelings too. <laughs> Very well done. Here he is. The man that forms Tom's opinions and inserts them in his mouth as his own. Comic Pictures 79. What's or a.k.a. Leatherface. Oh, right. Is that where yeah. you're going with this one? It is. Is yeah. there any, Are there any horror he, artists? He, rather than cuts the faces of people off, he um, prints off some of his best work, puts them over his face, and scares people with them. Maybe he's the copycat retro gamer Thomas Killer in the village. Mm. We'll have to get our detective hats on. We need a local. We need a PCSO. Kemp, he does the detective work as well. He, just he puts, does. He yeah. just puts on a suit. Yeah. Drinks coffee. <laughs> Transferred to CID for a week. Yeah. Uh, he goes to say <laughs> Resident Evil, but it had to be the first play on PS One because after that you kind of knew everything that was going to happen. Good point. The jump scares with that. Mm -hmm. Dead Space, just so much panic, retreating, and generally freaked outery in that game. Uh, the Vanishing of Ethan Carter. That's the one I meant to... <coughs> I screwed up Retro Gamer Thomas's comment. I apologise, okay. Sir Thomas. Uh, he says about that spooky, gorgeous and emotional. Alien Isolation. I uh, can't honestly remember how many times I almost saw myself playing that. And the Nostris Nostramo stuff I'll, as well. Well, well, I'll finish. You carry on and I'll... Uh, wow. Yeah, they, there are loads of others. I remember Nightbreed as well, but it has to be Resident Evil 7. That game is scary. Grimy, disgusting, claustrophobic. And when uh, Michelle Finchin played it, also quite hilarious. Mm. I can agree with some of that. Not all of it, but some of it. Alien Isolation. Did you play that, Tom? No. Never clicked with me. Out on the Switch soon. <laughs> Great. Probably for £50. Yeah, probably a watered-down yeah. version as well. Yeah. It, two FPS. Uh, <laughs> You know, get the Switch if you want to play Mario games. Don't get the Switch if you want to play anything. Yeah, else. that's what I'm starting to learn, I think, is just get it for the first party. Finally. Finally stop waiting for the big yeah. boy games. Uh, I can agree with you, Alienization just didn't click with me. Didn't really find it that interesting at all. Probably because I've got the attention span of a gnat. I don't think I have, but obviously I must have compared to you. The Nostroma stuff was where I got off on it. You know, I thought all that was absolutely great. I couldn't get enough of that. But the actual alien part of it, you just don't see it enough. Spoilers for a 10-year-old game, a 5-year-old <laughs> game. I don't know or care. There's a T-shirt in the making. Spoilers for a 10-year-old game. Yeah. 30-year-old game. Spoilers for E.T. on the Atari 2600. Fruit of the Loom have been on the phone and they've said, stop making so many T-shirts because they haven't actually got the That's the, the quality the we're pruning on. Fruit of the Loom was a brand to have. Back in the day, just to even have. Is yeah. that what's for it then? That's the quality we print on. Absolutely. Uh, Dugan McBain's next. Is he? He is. Yeah. I see put comic pictures in twice. So good we put him in twice. <laughs> oh, right. Dugan McBain, who's he? Oh, I'm trying to... I'll I'm tell you who he is. Characters. Who's the painter? Bob Ross, is it? Yeah. That's what he went to a Halloween party. Oh, oh so he was, that's yeah. What he's here as. Just going to paint a happy little cloud. Okay. Painting a happy little cloud is Dugan McBain. And he says Resident Evil remake on the GameCube freaked me out when I first played it. It was so atmospheric and spooky. Isn't Doogie the guy who said that he had a... <laughs> bear with me on this. This is a tangent, but bear with me. Isn't he the one who had a, uh, a fishing license? Because his house was... Uh, yes. But he played... That's correct. One of the most haunted houses in the whole of the world 
on his street. Played ah. Resident Evil on the GameCube, freaked him out. There you go. The first game truly scared me, though was Nightbreed, the interactive movie for the Amiga. I was really young when I first saw that game and had nightmares for weeks. Also, anything with sharks in it turns me into carrying wreck. Grand Theft Auto V, Sea of Thieves. Not scary games at all, but the sharks turn it into horror for me. We ought to really pin down Dugan McBain and make him play uh, PSVR and that one where Ocean Descent, is it? He wouldn't like that much, would he? No. He wouldn't no. like that. No. Odders. He would not. Odders is back on the scene, Tom. He is. Uh, the original horror, so he's going to have to be like uh, Dracula or... Yeah, Frankenstein's monster or something. Count Odders UK. Count Odders UK. He's, well, like a true mastodon of horror, Tom. He's come in with a great dusty tome. He's opened it and he will read verbatim, in Latin, his comment. Pretend this is Latin. (laughs) Scariest games in no particular order would have to be one, Until Dawn, Rush of Blood, VR Ghost Train Shooter. The moment that most freaked me out was when you were making your way around and there are pig carcasses hanging from that. (laughs) That game is pretty scary at times, I have to admit. And it's pig heads on shelves. Is this a separate game to... Yeah, completely. It's a ghost train ride set in the... With stuff that goes on in the Until Dawn it, game, featuring right. the different levels that you're on. Yeah, um, oh, that's cool. Really well done. Some of the stuff that happens, it makes you feel really uneasy. Uh, anyway, what we get distracted. Your rickety cart rattles its way around this bovine death maze. I love it. There's a unofficial controller line, if ever there was one. When suddenly all the carcasses and heads burst into life and start screaming. Yeah, that is the bit. And squealing as they thrash around like they're trying to escape. This would be pant-fillingly scary anyway. But as it's played in VR, it's horrifically scary. Any horror game immediately gets absolutely mind-blowingly terrifying as soon as you put those goggles on. But it's also very much worth a play. Just have a fresh pair of pants on. Stand by. I would say the show this week, Tom, sponsored by Tenor for Men. Really? Mm, yeah. So they're the ones who've paid for your uh, <laughs> bouffant styling and pomade this week. <laughs> Thank you very Resident much. Evil 2 remake because of one man stroke mutant zombie thing, Mr. X, oh, having him relentless pursue brilliant. around the raccoon police department, hearing his booming footsteps echoing throughout the building, creates a huge sense of unease. As you know that the rooms that usually provided safe respite in the original from him are no longer safe. Three, Splatterhouse 1 and 2. These games freaked me out as a youngster due to the OTT gory graphics and viscerally violent gameplay as you splat, chop, bludgeon, blast and punch. Odders, whenever James next takes a holiday, you're going to come down to Farmington and live in the unofficial controller bunker with me and write the script for a week. Uh, And... Chop, bludgeon, blast, and punch all manner of hideous monsters while making your way around the West Mansion to save your girlfriend. As much as it freaked me out, it didn't stop me from loving the games, and they remain some of my all-time faves. The remake was all scary as hell, but for the wrong reasons, it was broken, buggy mess. Hmm. Alien Isolation. Being constantly pursued by the alien once it catches you are forced to experience Amanda Ripley's death through her own eyes. Five. The, Tom, uh, the game that Tom should have picked if that <laughs> Buffon really was a substitute for his gaming knowledge. Eternal Darkness, Insanity's Requiem, Fourth Wall Break and Antics, such as having the game make you think that your game data had become corrupt and you lost your save. 
uh, when your sanity meter gets too low was a streak of genius, Tom. That's pretty cool, isn't it? Very cool. Yeah. Yes. Like I said. I know a lot of fans want to see another Eternal Darkness from Nintendo. Talking of things a lot of fans want to see, the man, the legend, the man that's... The puzzle master Jigsaw Harvey Retro. Wow. Because he's such a horror man himself, we thought we'd let him send us to the bridge. Do you want it or do you want me? I'll go. Okay. Uh, Harvey Retro, my top five scary games are Nightbreed on the Amiga. I was too young to see a scary vampires call me, meet and chase me. Mm. Resident Evil uh, in at number four. Sounds like a scary night in Farmerton, Tom, when Lord Ponsonbury's had a little bit too few too many gins and spent a little bit too long on the teen section of the underwear page in Kay's catalogue. <laughs> uh Number four, Resident Evil at the time, wandering around the spooky corridors with little ammo in the original game was tense and frightening experience. Number three, Outlast. First time in ages, a game I found generally scary and expertly crafted for an indie game. Uh, two, Silent Hills demo. PT Silent Hills demo. I don't think I've come across a game and experience as scary as this was. Really got under my skin. Shame it never became a full game, but many have been inspired by it since. That uh, Silent Hills demo, was that a VR experience? No. 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 Um, That's that PT one that people talk about. Where yeah, the girl I, I, I think I remember it. watching it. Um, I just can't remember. I thought, for some reason, I had it in my head as VR. But I think well, I'm getting it mixed some, up with the... Um, there was a time where some um, PS4s were selling online for ridiculous amounts of money because they had the PT demo downloaded. Oh, right. I know. Didn't that... It had the guy who is now in Death Stranding in it as well. Didn't it start out as that was the, yeah, that was the project Norman, that, Norman that they were working on? Yeah. Uh, and finishing off for him, number one, Silent Hill 2. This is my favourite game ever. And at the time, it's so many emotional notes, not just uh, fear, but sadness, joy and more. It goes on to say, Some of the deepest stories I've experienced in a game. All the demons were symbolic. Everything meant something. The iconic pyramid head, the weird sexy nurses, they were all (laughs) personal to James and they made it so incredibly tragic. Keep up the great work, guys. He's saying that to me. Thanks, Harvey Retro. Yes, thank you, Harvey Retro. While we scramble out of your jigsaw trap in this pit. Well, that's the... Unlike most horror films, Tom, we've put Harvey Retro to bed. He's not going to wake up halfway through listening to Stingray and stab your eyes out. It's okay. We're safe. We're safe. We're Good. reaching into the inevitable yet warm feeling that Listener Stingray gives Tom. Listener Stingray, when the big man makes a house call, you'd better be ready. These guys got in touch to show us their pickups from Stingray's boot. You can too. Just hashtag Stingray's boot on Instagram or Twitter or email us at questions at unofficialcontrollerpodcast.com. And if you're too young to have social media, like some listeners have been, send us your pickups to questions at unofficialcontrollerpodcast.com and we shall upload them for you, dear listeners. And remember, guys, um, no multiple um, shots this time. Here's Tom's rules. By the way, I mentioned it at the top of the show. I thought about it, but I don't know if I said it out loud. First listener to appear in Stingray's boot wearing some unofficial controller merch. Yeah. Wins my special community chest. Whoa. 
the the, the floor, a great prize. The floor sweepings from Newton's side of the bunker. Mm. What do you think about that? Well, the listeners don't know about Newton, do they? Who is he? We can't spoil it too much because he has lived in the bunker while we've st- since we started the podcast. Mm. And seeing as it's Halloween, we maybe ought to tell people about him. Okay. Well, he's the so he small. He's cousin. the third wheel, isn't he? Really, he is. He he does the the manual labour of the well, show. Well, you know, twins. Yeah. Like me and you are like the Arnold Schwarzeneggers. He's the, the Danny DeVito, and he's the Danny DeVito. Yeah, he. But he's incredibly out. strong. He's he's tiny, but he's strong. He's like a. He's, he's still got. I think he's still got maybe one chromosome or not, and he's he's very close to a monkey. Yeah. You know, like we're only one sort he's of. He's part Neanderthal. He, that's what I'm saying. That's where he gets his strength from. Yeah. He's got real tight core muscles. You think he's mm. not going to be that big, and then oh, he snaps you like a twig. So he's down in the. We don't call it the sweatshop because that would be wrong. It's a pro- merchandise production area. <laughs> and that's where he's, he's making the T-shirts and the community chests and the stickers and the business cards and the flyers. That's what he's doing. He's, he's whittling uh, fake Fruit of the Loom tops <laughs> out of a combination of his own hair. He's on one of those old machines that we, we can't provide him with anything. We don't. We, we, we haven't got the money. No. It's one of those machines that... We get distracted. Um, this is not to water down the fact that the floor sweepings from our third wheel, the sloth of the show, the guy that hides down eating baby Ruth. Newton. That's not to say the community chest that he's going to get, he's going to produce, is going to be terrible. It's going to be good. We will we will vet it and police it, won't we? We will. We will. He's, he's got the heart. I tell you what, Adam the artist's notebook is literally burgeoning this week. Like, how many characters? I've only got so many colouring crayons. <laughs> only crayons. two this week: Lady Ponselbury and Newton. I think there was another one. Oh no, because he's going to have to find time to do the Sistine Chapel roof. Do you know, yeah, it was just addition. It was just uh, existing characters. So, oh, we right. we like to bring more cast members in, and obviously we will have a big village accident. I like to imagine, you know, this image I wanted of retro gamer Thomas and his missus. Yes, he's actually painting that in the village hall's roof on the ceiling. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> um, we better move on. Yeah, uh, Stingray's boot. We're dragging first on the up. section of the show. So what? The first we've got listener. a new. We've got a new listener. We've got a, well, we've got a new. No, we have, yes. Booter. We've got what, a new Booter. What a great guy. You know, we've stumbled across this. They're now called Booters, by the way. That might be copyrighted. Okay. Tooty Booty. If you've not seen his videos on YouTube, <coughs> check him out. Is he? Has he got a good lawyer? Not as good as ours. Let's face it, Tom. We've seen off challenges from Microsoft Legal. Uh-uh, not a problem. Blizzard Entertainment. You can't say things like, Phew, dusted it off like we're bothered. Bring it on. We don't sweat him. We're not bothered about his lawyer. Mikhail Rep from Moscow, Russia. I hope I've pronounced your uh, Instagram handle right. From every corner of the globe. One week, I promise you, we shall get up the stats and we'll read out all the different places that we've been. We do. Uh, I think when we first started this and then we slowly started to get all these different countries listening in. Mm-hmm. That's one of the best feelings, it says. It, the fact it, that ga- someone's cruising round, gaming to us in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, tickles my 
they're like that now. They're driving down to Dunkin' House like, yeah, I'm somewhere. Yeah, damn right. Love it. It's probably Daddy Zilla. <laughs> yeah, just doing a bit of a road trip. Doing us a favour and putting down all of his different eye devices and listening <laughs> up all the accounts at the same time. I'll help you, boys. I'll help you out. Thanks, Daddy Zilla. <laughs> Hope you're listening, big man. Anyway, we, we get distracted. Mikhail Rep from Moscow, Russia. He's got a very nice looking copy of Zelda Spirit Tracks. Yeah, good little game, that. Yeah. My so, Gaming uh, Space, regular on the show. In and out the boot, in and out the One of your favourites. Yeah. Grand Theft Auto 3. Grand Theft Auto 3. Because uh, he's a new listener, we'll give him a, a, a double shout out. Mikhail Rep, he's got himself a, a mystical ninja Gomon on the Game Boy. Yeah, yeah. The cart looks like it's uh, been through a that war. Makes it more but, special, um, but the label's very, uh, still very colourful and clean. Sega Junkie up next. He's got himself the the Black Dreamcast. Is that an American one? You're, yeah, you're the big Dreamcast man. Be, so there might be more to this. I think this might be a Japanese one. But oh, anyway. it is. Yeah, looking at the box, that's pretty cool. Uh, next up, Ozcat TV. He's got him got himself a copy of uh, Luigi's Mansion th- uh, Three. How's he got that? Stingray's not even been around the village. I know. And he's already got it. I am really looking forward to playing that, dude. Right, this is awesome. There's this listener here, right, called Stuck in the Past Lane. Oh, Might be their first go. time in the boot. Is it? They're, they're, It'll they, be their last time in the boot if I do what that Grim Reaper's doing. What and they side do the... is they take a picture and then they put like a Polaroid around it, uh, which is quite cool because they do retro content. And it, they've done one of Ghouls and Ghosts and it says underneath, The Arthur Life. Did you know about that listener, Tom? Stuck That's in the pretty past cool. Lane. Uh, there's, we we oh. should move on. We've got... Uh, Mick Hellrep, like you, you're posting the right stuff to draw our attention, but we're gonna have to move on. You <laughs> no. put you put a PS Vita and Luigi's Mansion Two on the 3DS. He knows how to tickle so man. We does. Say Sega Junkie has been before. Can't do him again. No, Ash just... Games Room got himself Beast Quest on the PS4 and some Street Sharks. No, but Muscle Street Sharks. So are they like a mini version? They're like a little muscle men with these little plastic wrestlers that uh, you got from Japan and they were like um, in like Godzilla style and all that sort of stuff. Okay. Oscat. He's been on, he's been on. Burgeoning collection there. I'm going to give him his time in this. Retro Gamer Thomas hasn't been on as you're whizzing through. Star Ocean. Say sorry now. I still rip the bloody backside out of your PS4. Swiping through these posts like a, a young man on, on Tinder. Grinder. Um, Grinder. <laughs> Star Ocean on the PS4, very nice. Uh, Mark Garage Gamers, uh, he's always putting in some good stuff. Tony Hawk's American Wasteland. Just slow down, chew your food. You're rattling through this. I'm not even getting a chance to digest. Sorry, what I'm sorry. You're dude, like, next, sorry. Next, next, next. He's been in. Mikhail Rep, he's got a <laughs> He can't go in again. He's I had don't three shots. The Real Liquid Chalk, posting a really awesome looking picture of the Outer Worlds. That is uh, nice. I, I like That's that. That's a nice piece I of like artwork that. there. Hey gamers, I'm so queen, keen to get back into this gem when I get home. Well done, Liquid Shark. Great picture. Cool man. Uh, Sega Junkie. Just Sonic the Hedgehog two release launch. Give kit. it some respect. I was gonna say old school. I've got that mug. Good. Hmm. Oscat's picked up though. some uh, the Aladdin and. Uh, he's been in. He's been in. He. He's been in. I know he's been, he's in. been in. He's been in. So let's move on then. No, don't, oh, don't do that. He's been in again. Don't do that. So has he. 
Oh. How many posters Dude, have you got? I tell you what, you can't appreciate God of War until you've seen God of War in Russian from Mikhail Ref. It looks absolutely awesome. Yeah, that is that is nice box art. Really nice. Um, who we got next? Although, scroll through until you see the zoomed-in copy of... Uh, look at that picture of Great. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like... <laughs> Oh, are we retro magnet? Let me ask you this, Tom. The listeners are driving in their car, whatever, and are thinking, well, hang on a minute. I don't know what's going on. How can I get in on this? How would they get in on this? So, listeners, if you haven't posted in Singray's boot before, what you need to do, you, you show us your latest pickups, like you've been down the car boots, the flea markets, the charity shops, the retro game shops, anything like that. The bins out the, the bins, dump, yeah. dumpster, di- dumpster diving. <laughs> the, the bins at the back yeah. of Finster Games. Yes. Um, Type hashtag Stingray's boot in the post and we will see it. Yes, we will. And we'll read it out for you. Retro Magnat. Is it his time for a bit of time? It is, yeah. He, he's he got a physical copy of Hollow Knight on the PS4. Some great pickups there. Cinemory X. Ghostbusters, the video game. Uh, Self promotional for us. We'll, not, we'll skip over that. No, let's just hang here for a moment. So, once again, t shirt, get on there to comic pictures. There's even a 10% off code if you use the word podcast. So even if you don't want to get a picture of us, you want to get a, I don't know, Serenity. There is some great artwork Firefly, on there. Batman, Ghostbusters. Lots of lots of sort of um, our era culture yeah. of uh, of comic books and, and video games. Partnership. It is, yeah. We like his stuff and we hopefully do. he likes ours. Um, like that, like my own Sega Junkie. He's been yeah, he's been on he's, Ash Games Room. He's got deep fear on the Saturn though, Tom. Just saying. Okay. Ash Games Room, been down the Florida Mall, picked himself up Mutant Euro Zero Road to Eden. Euro Zero, eh? Euro Zero. My gaming space here with a copy of GoldenEye Rogue Agent on the I think that was a little bit underrated. I thought it was all right, that. I think Everything or Nothing, Nightfire, and GoldenEye Rogue Agent were underrated games. Welsh Game Hunter is up with uh, The Simpsons game, Simpsons Hit and Run. Uh, a game so, I picked up a couple of weeks ago Alien vs Predator on the PS3 and Ico and Shadow of Colossus on PS3 did you know that, Tom that's got reversible artwork on it has it mm, turn Very it nice. inside out and it's uh, a real nice transition of both box arts Aliens vs Predator um, is that a am I right in thinking it's a uh, RTS real time strategy that one's not, no. No, okay, I must be no, thinking that's of That's more like a um, large Mario and, one. Mario and Sonic at the Beijing Olympics. Yeah. I told you I played the demo of, of the new one, the Tokyo one. I had a real nice feel to it, like Se- old school Sagri feel. Um, who have we got next? Uh, Retrovisions. Yeah. Got a play cable. Here it is, the play cable I mentioned before. Something totally new to me. Some kind of like the Mattel Sega Channel of the 80s learning device. Always a lesson Mate, there from Retrovisions. Radbash Gaming has he's been, been on a boot. spree. Oh, so I love So, it. well, he's been on he the boot. He makes the so. rules, he breaks the rules. Absolutely. Okay, well, we'll get Saturday morning gamer. He's in uh, Halifax, Nova Scotia. Pickups. Yeah. We've got a bundle there, Tom, has he? So he got some CDs. Is that, what's that? Now six. Most gaming-related thing that he's got there, Wii Power Cable. <laughs> Danny plays. Tom, check this out. She goes out to have a little sniff around, comes back with another N64. She goes on to say, 
I swear this isn't a wind-up when that- I show you what I found today. Another N64, complete with controllers and games. Mario Kart was the best game of the bunch for the price. I'm good with that. Those um, controllers look in good condition as well. No yeah. sort of stain, cigarette stains. Matt Black one as well. Matt Black controller. Oh, you can't you go wrong with that. that. No. I think my, what was my comment on this post? Give us mortals a chance. <laughs> Very good. Uh, we will read this out because Mark Gouge Gamers put on a great little horror um, show there with a few uh, with a Lost Boys pillow. That looks pretty cool. That looks awesome. Yeah. That's the sort David. of thing you want pot pot space on so you can take it to your bedroom for private time. Is it? Yes. Okay. Are you a retro gamer dad? He's a fan of the Duke controller. He is. And then there's classic edition. He, he must be using some sort of strange Lord of the Rings Peter Jackson forced perspective there because that controller only looks about the same size as his head. So he must be really close to the camera and the Xbox controller is actually miles away. Mm-hmm. Perspective, Tom. That's why when you want more food, Mummy just asks you to move closer to the table. Uh, it looks bigger, doesn't it? It does. Near, <laughs> far away. <laughs> Daddy's Illerate is cooking up a storm. It's eleven. It's 1,135 degrees on that cooker. But You've can't... missed out and get switched on. Have I? Yeah. He's oh, got... I need to follow him. Chip-chip-chip-chip-pandale. Rescue rangers. Chip-chip-chip-pandale. When there's danger. Whatever it is. You seen it? Yes, I have now. It's got the respect it deserves. I snort the theme song. His pitch is better than that. Right, the theme tune, sing the theme tune. Um Cara Zilla's pickups uh for dad from Daddy Zilla's post. Uh we've got um Troll Doll, uh some shoes and a little little types piano. And a xylophone top. That would be getting... uh, I do believe the key actually presses the xylophone bottom. He's also... Look at at the little tykes toy. I'm looking at it. Think about how that would work. Uh, I'm looking at um, Devin Zilla's pickups. He's got Batman the Animated Series Out of the Shadows (sighs) DVD. Good, that. Brilliant. And a Pikachu hat and a Nightmare Before Christmas hat. Well done, Devin Zilla. Now, Daddy Zilla, I've... I so see you moth. I see. You? No. Um, Hang on a minute. Daddy he obviously. Zilla. He, Wait. Wherever you are right now, Daddy Zilla. You're a top bloke. Good bloke. He is a good bloke. He's a good bloke. Um, we miss be, him. A bit. Being the fanatic of the Godzilla series that you are. Yes. Me. And I, I've I've yeah. only really seen some of the old Godzillas back in the day, and and I've <sighs> recently, me and my brother watched Godzilla King of Monsters the other night. And um, I just wondering on what your thoughts were on that. We we loved it. We thought it was really good. What the one with the uh, <coughs> the guy out of Ferris Bueller's Day Off? No, not that one. Matthew Broderick. No, mate. That's the only Godzilla film I thought they'd ever made. No, there's the new ones. <laughs> anyway, did you see that Daddy Zilla's got a Beetlejuice mug? I watched that last night. Actually, that's great. Probably the best. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, ever, yeah. Beetlejuice. Well, that's how there he is. Hey. Since you've been horrible, guess who hasn't been in the boot? A staple, the undertaker of Stingray's boot. Tom, hang your head in shame. The only French listener we ever had. Hang (laughs) it down. I am. Hang it down. Is he in here? Sharaban. Is he in here? He's in here. Is he in here? Neo Geo Pocket Collection. That's, That's a week old. 
We're back to the turn of the wheel. So Sharaban's missing. Funny how you start getting a bottom lip on about Stingray's boot and he disappears. He does. Sharaban? Sharaban. Sharaban. And here's Come back summon. to us. Ashi's game room. We've done that more combat. Daddy Zilla. Turn of the wheel, mate. Oh Turn of the wheel. Radbash game has got whiplash on the X. Fast and efficient. That's how we like Stingray's boot. No, it's not how we like it. <laughs> it's not how we like it. Our core listeners, hang on for this bit. You know, stretch it out, make it worth it. Slow down, chew your food. Listen, is that it? You've absolutely slaughtered Stingray's boot. That's all the dips in the boot for our listeners. Don't forget to hashtag Stingray's boot or email us for your pickups to be read out. Tom. Yes. It's Halloween, so he's been flat out renting out worn-out copies on VHS of every single Halloween thing you can think of. You name it, he's out there delivering it. Scooby-Doo, down the road, up the road wants it, down the road wants Friday the 13th, up the road wants Halloween, down the, down the back street wants uh, Freddy Krueger. Yeah, you know it. Are you with me? I am. You carrying under your duvet. He's been uh, he's been trick or treating this week, hasn't he? Yes, he has. he's been very yeah. busy. He has been very busy chauffeuring young Wayne Ray around because from he... one front door to the next. Yeah, up he to doesn't the want to walk. Mansion. No. Yeah, why would he when your dad's got the only Nissan Bluebird in the village? Absolutely. And with that, Tommy tears up the drive. This is time for a peek at the fashion costume race. What's Nissan? <laughs> see that? See that picture of uh, a. We need to get in touch with them to make sure they go in the boot. Well, you didn't, did you? I, I know. You I know. I should have done. It's time for a peek in what we affectionately call Stingray's boot. What's nice between some counterfeit nappies and dodgy copy of Battlefront all this week? So these are the new release highlights for this week, October 22nd to November 3rd, 2019. Listeners, these are out on digital or physical, or will be, by the time this podcast is in your feed, but could be reading independent. You weren't at the wheel of the show, Tom, so you got to ferret through and pick your mummy. Yeah, I've got my pick. I think you probably know what that is. Um, first up, we've got Door Kickers Action Squad on the Switch, October 28th. Door Kickers Action Squad is a crazy old school side-scroll action game that puts you in the is role of a SWAT trooper and sends you to deal with the bad guys in Nowhere City, USA. Choose your gear, then kick the doors down and face the action. Adapt and react by the seat of your pants and if needed, we start with a care and rethink. This Master- looks ace. Does it? Mm. Uh, master weapons recall and time your reloads. Use your distance to cover and to your advantage. And use the in-game strategic abilities. Decide for yourself when health packs or gear refills are or needed. Um, and when it gets too hard, bring over a friend to help. Next up, we've got After Party, PC, PS4, Xbox and Switch. All the hits. October 29th, in After Party, you are Milo and Lola, recently deceased best buds who suddenly find themselves staring down... Oh, sorry, I got distracted because I wanted okay. to see if Door Kickers was on the Vita. I thought that would be a really cool place to play it, but it's not, so I'm Marty now, so I just I don't really care. You've got to put up with it on the Game Boy Finish Color. the show, please. But there's a loophole, out drink Satan, and he will grant you re-entry to work. I might, we I talked about that. I've been doing this too many times, or there's another game that's come out where you... That's the after party, it's the one we talked about on the uh, State of Play. Well, Clo- close to the sun, PS4, Xbox, I like the way Switch. that uh, PlayStation 4 announced that in their state of play, making out like it's an exclusive, and it's out on every <laughs> single format under the sun, including 486 Gaming PC and Hotpoint Washing Machine on October 29th. 
And the Tesla. What are you gonna do? Uh, what are you gonna do with PlayStation for that? You can put them on the naughty step, or yeah, they can go on the naughty step. Oh, what about Nintendo? They have they've been on the naughty step for a while with me, with their shoddy frame rates. I'm still convinced to this day that if the bigger boys hadn't said anything about frame rates, you'd tell me, oh no, George, that's just a little bit where it, it slows down time to give you more chance <laughs> to think about what you want to do. Defending it to the death. Absolutely to the death. I am that man. Close to the sun, PS4, Xbox and Switch, October 29th. Deep in international waters, Tesla's Helios Standstill, an unbound utopia for scientific research. Rose Archer steps aboard in search of her sister quickly to discover not all is as it seems a single word covers the entrance quarantine you can sit down for a minute now you've done you've done a lot of talking Thank you, mate. Desegir 4 complete plus PS4 and Switch October 29th the ultimate Desegir has arrived hell raising action and a horde of special features await you in this tale of fiery revolution when the ruling powers of Hades are revealed to be corrupt Valvatores must spark a rebellion to bring them down. Armed to the teeth with dynamic, over-the-top gameplay and a horde of special features, this is the ultimate Disagaea. I don't really know how to pronounce that. I've got a couple of them, actually. They're all right. Yeah. I don't know what this new one will be like. Or this fall thing. Uh, where are we next? Disney Classic Games, Aladdin and the Lion King. PC, PS4, Xbox and Switch, October 29th. The Disney 16-bit classics, Aladdin and the Lion King return. I really wish... Do you know my dream job? What my dream job would be? What's that? Do you remember... You were too small, boy, to remember this. But in the 90s, there was this TV show that followed the chart show on ITV called Movies, Games and Videos. Yeah. And there was this guy that used to narrate it. And uh, I've tried to find full episodes of this show because it was my chill. Is there anything about on YouTube? Yeah, there is. The like, there's a Lion King special. There's like five yeah. minutes out of that, and there's it's got this music, and it would be called Music Games and Videos. And it had like there, there was no. I probably would, re- might remember it. Though. When you get home, when you're I'll nibbling on your toast and you're flicking through your fan mail and you sign in, it must cost you a lot of money in printing because although you get your images done, you know these press images that you get, yeah. the little sheets, the little photos. They show off my range as well in case there's any yeah. acting work. It's like a normal one that you sign, but then you have to unfold it and unfold it again and unfold it again and then unfold <laughs> it again to get the whole of your barnet in. Dusk Diver, PS4. Have I done that? No. Oh, Dusk Diver, PS4, Switch. I think yeah, I went sorry. on a tangent there and then forgot what I was going on a tangent that's about. Okay. But never worry. That's that's what makes a that's what make that's what makes as a good podcast. Absolutely. Dusk Diver, PS4, Switch US. It all went downhill when I found out the door kickers want on the Vita. October 29th. That's a US exclusive, though, Tom. So just mark my words. If you're an Xbox owner in Europe, not a chance. If you're an Xbox gamer in America, not a chance. <laughs> Dust Diver is an anime-style beat-em-up action game that probably Xbox owners won't be that interested in anyway. You'll be playing as Yumo, an ordinary high school girl, to fight with the Guardians against those phantoms who dare to enter the realm of men. Forager, PS4, Switch, at retail October 29th. The highly popular and quirky idle game that will want to keep you actively playing. Explore, craft, gather and manage resources. Find secrets, build your base out of nothing. Buy land to explore and expand. If Terraria was side-scrolling, um, Minecraft, Tom, Forager is 
top down, oh. isometric mm. Minecraft. Um, Resident Evil Five and Six releasing on October 29th for Switch. Take these much maligned entries into the Resi universe on the go with the Switch conversions of these now classic games. That's also available in a triple pack mm. uh, where you get uh, four, five, and six. The, f- the good one out of the, the full f- shebang. The late trilogy. This Su- is Tom's Mummy Mummy, I presume. Is it? No, it's not. Super Monkey Ball. Well, Banana you take Blitz. this and then I'll take the other one. Super Monkey Ball Banana Blitz HD, PS4, Xbox, and Switch, o- October 29th. 29th. Fight for your hive in this strategic team platformer with three ways to win. Hop on the snail board, snail horde berries, or wipe out the enemy's queen to claim victory. Yakuza 4. The Yakuza Remastered Collection, Tom. That banana blitz readout is not right. Well, I'm sorry. Who cares? James let one slip up. Sorry, listeners. Uh, Super Monkey Ball Banana Blitz is a... uh, we remaster, well, HD remaster of uh, Sega's Monkey I Ball I like games. the way, probably 30 seconds after reading it out, you realised it wasn't the readout for Super yes. Monkey Ball. The ball time is getting, monkeys in balls. It's getting closer to time for Bald Egg and Soldiers and, and perusing over Overwatch 2 videos. Uh, a little stroke of your forelock and a little story out of your Overwatch character bio, biographies. <sighs> Mumsy, please read... Um, <laughs> Who do you play as? Reinhardt. Please read out the Reinhardt one again. <laughs> Reinhardt hails from Germany. Likes Steins. Oh, that's nice, Mumsy. Night, night. <laughs> Yakuza 4, the Yakuza Master Collection, PS4, October 29th. Now out for the PS4. No sign of an individual physical releases, though. You know in uh, you know in Mario 64 when you leave yes. him alone and he starts sleeping, yes. he's like... Spaghetti. <laughs> I think yours might be <laughs> Baptiste. Oh. <laughs> Reinhardt. Oh, you're Reinhardt. I'm a tanky on my shoes. Where does Baptiste hail from? Haiti. Everyone knows. Oh, he this. listens. Always. He's a true fan. Journey for release, dude. PC when you're VR. not here, I'm pinned down by <laughs> Ponsabry and Mumsy, enforced with my eyes open, <laughs> even though it's an audio podcast, to listen to the show non-stop. So I learn the lore and backstory of these characters you've made up. Yes, it's like Lord of the Rings, <laughs> Similarian, the backstory we've got going on. You know, we're going to end up like George Lucas, where we just end up with hardcore fans who know more about the lore than we do, and we just start making it up. <laughs> I'd love to get an email where someone's like, I'm, I've got to pull you up for that, actually. Because in, in this week's show, you mentioned that Lord Ponselbroy did this. But in actual fact, if you look at the law of the Ponselbroy, Chapter 5, Annex 6... There's Mate, no you've see, you, you seen what the actor who plays Finn's command said today about... The actor who Anakin. plays Finster game, like, Not Finster oh, game. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> Whoa there, cowboy. It's normally you kicking the absolute living hell out yeah. of the studio. The... It's okay. The the mic is all right, everyone. To be fair, though, am I still plugged in? Hello? I think so. Good. I don't know. From now on, you'll be hearing me at a distance. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the the guy who plays Finn in Star Wars come out and said, like... Oh, I thought you meant Finn's the gamer in no, the man, show. No, no. Oh, uh, okay. Anakin... He considers Anakin to be way more powerful than Rey and Kylo Ren. Like, 
why does he get his legs chopped off in the lava pit then? Ridiculous. Well, I'm glad you're here as the bastion for Star Wars knowledge. Yeah. What you know about Star Wars was written back on the back of a Power of the Force <laughs> figure from 1995. <laughs> and they challenge you, your view of Star Wars is slightly more roided. I love, uh, I love me, mummy, mummy. Luigi's Mansion no, 3. No, out. no, Yes. I want my mummy, mummy. Okay. Journey for Elysium, PC, <laughs> VR. Journey for Elysium in a story-driven VR game that will immerse you in a fictional setting inspired by ancient mythology. Oh, 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 I like ancient mythology. Calm down, Tom. I know you've played God of War. Use your wit and skills to overcome a series of increasingly elaborate challenges to reach Elysium and obtain redemption. Much like Marcus Aurelius, Tom. Yes. Hmm. Marcus Aurelius. Uh, next up for me, Luigi's Mansion 3 is my pick of the week. It's available to... Yesterday, Halloween, or Hallow's Eve. Marcus Aurelius' special move, Unleash Hell, the name of his dog. (laughs) (laughs) That's Maximus Decimus Meridius. Is it? Yeah. Who's counting at this point? (laughs) Um, Actually, do you know what? You know all about Luigi's Mansion 3. Go out and get it if you've got a Switch, that's all I'll say. Our, um, what's it called, uh, audience retention is very, very high. There's a very strong chance that 99.8% of our audience is still listening to this dribble. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Tom, those that have paid attention at the top of the show who have listened to more than one podcast know that once we've gone through that, and it's messy and it's horrible, but the, the dust has settled and the smoke is clearing. Tom, what are you hoping to play? Uh, gonna go back and play a bit more Modern Warfare online. A new game. With me with me. Um Yeah, more Modern Warfare. It's gonna be uh might try out the spec ops, but I'm going to also dive back into the multiplayer. But really because because you see, you see we what, have what 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 tell me. We have a clan tag called UOCP, unofficial controller podcast wow we have our own clan why don't you get some of the other big boys who play on the bigger boy consoles to join you to join you in this finster gamer why haven't you got him on it in on it and i'm the artist he's too busy painting the chapel roof so ceiling is he painting the ceiling or have we just got him painting the tiles red again no he's on the inside he's got to keep dry got to keep his artwork dry You've got him painting the roof tiles from the inside out. It's yeah. a long old job, that. It is. <laughs> it's a Del Boy job, that is, isn't it, for Rodney? <laughs> Definitely. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I'll be playing uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare multiplayer. Um, really need to get back up. did you just scuttle off to research? I was just looking for the clan tag my, my mate had come up with. Not too far off the name of the show. <laughs> That's brilliant, that is. I can't remember the acronym, even oh, okay. though if I'd have just read the name of the show out in my head, I would have got it. I think you but, would have been um, there. Yeah. The, the hair is, the, the pomade is worn off and the powers are dwindling. It's so. starting to, you've been a bit on edge this show. It's starting to make yeah. me think that this bouffant is actually a collection of the hair you've cut off. Have you ever seen that Simpsons episode where um, they uh, they cut Snake, the you know, the robber guy, like the, oh, the, yeah. the, the they That's cut his hair. Special. It is. It's a great episode. They cut it off and it goes to Homer because he wants a hair transplant. <laughs> great episode. That's what's happened. Um, okay. So, yeah, I, I really want to get back on the switch so, on to Link's Awakening. Yeah. Well, before you come back, before you're allowed back on air, yeah, you need to have finished either 
Fire Emblem Three Houses. Definitely not that, because that is a long game. Astral Chain. Yeah. Or that Hokey Cokey Game Boy game that came out a couple of weeks ago. Mm. I feel like I shouldn't be allowed to buy Luigi's Mansion 3 until I finish Link's Awakening. You're a very naughty boy. I do. I have a terrible backlog. Well, why don't you have Luigi's Mansion 3 as your Christmas game? It's either that or Death Stranding. So... But you usually travel about a lot of Christmas, so Obviously. it's ma- main, mainly... Where do you go? Uh, here, there, no and further than 20 miles in one hit at a time. Guaranteed. It's 20 miles I can be playing. Luigi's Mansion. <laughs> okay. What are you going to be playing? Oh, I didn't think the moment would come. We can't end the show until you ask me, but your ego won't allow that to happen <laughs> until you've had... You've got your little stopwatch there and you're on and off the phone to your legal department. Have I had more than 50% off on airtime? Then I can ask him what you hoping to play. <laughs> uh, although I've said that, so now you need a little bit more on airtime. Yes. That was just enough. Okay. What am I hoping to play? Oh, do you know what? I don't know. Um, probably going to play some Transformers War for Cybertron. If I get the chance, I might do some Dark Souls. Get on that. Until you've finished it. Which one? You're here. You need to be here. What is this? What are you demonstrating to me? What are you showing visually that the listeners can't appreciate? What you need you want me to, to be, be in the bonfire crew. Oh, do I? Yeah. Oh, I was thinking about sacking it off and playing Bloodborne. In all honesty, I think that would be a better move. Now you've got the idea of the combat and the, the way the games work. Bloodborne on the PS4 is a fantastic game. Is it easier? Slightly. Very slightly. It's not. It's not the fact that it's difficult. When you find that it's finding the right direction to go. Once you find the right direction to go, yeah. Like I don't feel like your skills really get outmatched. I think it's good you've played at least a bit of Dark Souls because if you went into Bloodborne, if you haven't got the knowledge of their previous games, I was going to give Neo a go as well. Mm, I didn't. I couldn't get into that. Couldn't get into it. Even though it's like Sekiro a little bit, it just it's better than Sekiro. It's not, mate. Not by a long stretch of the imagination. But the bigger boys came down and ruffled my hair and told me that I had to like the other one. No. <laughs> Maybe no I'll... one ruffles this hair. Well, on that interesting yet much maligned note, is that all we've got time for, Tom? It is. That's all we've got time for this week, listeners. As always, thank you for your time. And we look forward to the pleasure of speaking to you again next week. It's been, Tom, for you, this is like the most horrific show ever, which is perfect for Halloween because we're over two hours. (laughs) Until then, remember, happy gaming. And there's nothing wrong with being given the unofficial controller. It's what you do with it that counts. Tom, that's, that's a hallmark of value and quality. Remember, we're a podcast. See you, Tom. Good podcast. Cheerio. Bye. Hello, it's uh, me, Rupin Goldenthread. Rupin? Rupert. Rupin. Rupin. Rupert sounds even better, really, doesn't it? Rupin Goldenthread. Rupin's Thread. the brother. Rupert Rup- and Rupin. Rupert's <laughs> the expert cross-stitcher. 
Rupin's pretty handy at knitting craft. I thought it was more of a crochet man. Or whatever, it's yeah, crochet it's and knitting the same thing. They're all just varying degrees. So he's like the samurai of the family because he operates the big needles. Ah. And Rupert's like the ninja because he operates the small needle and thread. Yeah. Combined together. <coughs> they are deadly. They can make a, a, a throw for a sofa in oh, minutes. Oh, seconds. I mean, they're rustling up a Bayo tapestry in <laughs> 20 minutes. 